Magic button is pressed. We're up. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. So with me today on the Wonton Wednesday podcast is Gabe Guevara, a coworker of mine, Army veteran, and all-around very interesting person who was not born where he lives currently. No, not at all. So I will let him tell his story because this is insanely fucking interesting, at least to me. So do you want to start from the beginning or do you just want to talk about DJing and uh, whiskey? Uh, we'll start from the beginning. All right, let's go then. <laughs> dive right in there. <laughs> we'll get that at hour 72. Yeah, yeah. You know, once a Buffalo Trace kicks in, man, you know, it's, it's a little better. Nice. Um, no, man, uh, born in Puerto Rico, in uh, Aibonito, Puerto Rico. What does that mean? That is a small town in the middle of the island. Oh, I thought you were saying like a catchphrase of Puerto Rico. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds good, man. It really does. You know? It just uh, it sounds good. I think I think I heard Joe Coy say something about how he goes gay for some Puerto Rican dude. That's like the doorman in in his uh where he lives. <laughs> I could see it. I believe it. <laughs> like he said, he's like he's like yeah. I just I just ask him something so he can talk. <laughs> oh, he's got one of those voices. That's great. Yeah, you know, like. With the very, uh, the, 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 the accent, you know, the accent, the Latino accent. I got it. I got it. I wish I did kind of like, I'm like, you know, I kind of lost. You can fake it. Eh, You know. Yeah, it's not the same. Not the same. It's not the same. But yeah, so, you know, hay bonito Puerto Rico, uh, in the mountains, man, just grew up in the woods. Nice. Me and my brother. Grew up in the woods. I mean, uh, you know, we're never inside, always out in the river, up the mountains, and playing in the woods. Uh, shit, man, horses, cattle. <laughs> like, we had all that stuff around there, man. Like, you know, uh, uh, I grew up where, like, if you were hungry, you went outside, and, like, you know, if you wanted, like, a orange, you just went and grabbed the orange. You know, if you wanted lemons, it was there. Like, all of that stuff was there. Like, everything was fresh. It sounds ideal and bucolic. Why would you want to leave? <sighs> yeah, I don't know, man. It wasn't my, it wasn't my plan. I know it wasn't your choice. <laughs> you know, yeah, like, you know, Pops, my Pops was a, Pops was a trip, man. You know, Pops was kind of like one of those those people just can't really settle down. Mm-hmm. Like they just can't like just stay still. Like just uh, uh his family. So he he um he kind of like he grew up in Puerto Rico, but then he moved to actually Haverhill, Massachusetts. Where okay, my sister's at. Yeah, and uh, and then they uh, like a lot of the family moved to Tampa. So he we lived in Puerto Rico, but he had family you know in Tampa and and uh, and like up here. So like. He was always just kind of like wanting to move around, and like so we we didn't have a lot of st- the only stability that me and my brother had was Puerto Rico. But like when, when we when we would like move here, like we moved here, put it this way, bro. Check this out. So we moved. I did kindergarten in Puerto Rico, mm-hmm. right. First and half of second grade in Miami. Okay. They couldn't even speak English, right? 
I mean, in Miami, I think you could get away with that, though, right? Uh, yeah, Not really? I mean, to a certain extent. 80s, back, then, so. back then, it wasn't as much as now. All right. Like, you know, because the 80s, right? Like, so, like, that. that's when they, like, you know, the uh, I believe the 80s was when, like, the, a lot of the, the big push of Cubans coming in yeah. happened, you know? So it was still not quite like now. Now you definitely could get away with it. I mean, shit, you go to Miami and never speak English at all, you know? So we did that. Which is part of the allure of Miami. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? I don't understand you. You don't understand me. I got $20. What's it's, What do you got in your pocket? Good. That's right. That's right. There's always a hustle going on in Miami. That's for sure. I believe it. Always. Matter of fact, never buy shit coming from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> I probably wouldn't. Cars, anything. It doesn't matter. If it's coming from Miami, there's some kind of trick to it. Don't buy it. It's not worth it. You lose your money. Ask my ask, ask my best friend about that. He could uh, tell you. Knew there was a reason I didn't like the Dolphins other than they're just the mortal enemy of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, they can't be trusted. They were turquoise. I can tell you, my best friend, he... He decided to buy this car from Miami. He was on this kick. He wanted to buy a 350Z. Okay. And uh, I remember he wanted it a certain way. You know, he wanted to, like, kit it out and all that. And uh, I remember he told me, and I'm like, I'm like, so where's it from? He's like, oh, it's down in Miami. I was like, man, don't buy that. Like, don't buy that, man. It's, you know, you know it's going to be something, like. He didn't listen, man. He he went ahead and set the whole thing up. Guy drives a car up to Tampa. He meets up with a guy. And I think he went by himself because I – or whoever he went with definitely wasn't a good friend because he ended up buying this car. He brings it to my house. And uh, the first thing, the first thing, Red red flag was he he goes you know he comes in and the thing is kitted out carbon fiber hood all that right okay looks great but uh he stops I'm like oh man cool nice I'm like pop you know pop the hood he's like oh yeah man I gotta he's gotta unhook it from down here I'm like what do you mean literally coat hangers holding the hood down holding the hood down. <sighs> what was the engine like? <laughs> Getting there. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so, you know, strike one, right? Coat hangers, right? Okay. Um, I mean, I would accept the coat hangers if it was like the post things through the carbon fiber hood, that style of like holding down the hood. Because I've seen those before on like the racing yeah, air yeah, ones. And, that, and that's good, you know, easy access, you know. Yeah, like I lost the clip. I used a coat hanger. Yeah. It works. Yeah, yeah not so much on this one, brother. Uh, <laughs> so, Go on. Um, he says, yeah, but you want to drive it? I'm like, yeah, yeah, let me take it out. So we go down the street and I, I hit it. And I'm like, oh, sorry about that. That was the noise of hitting the engine. <laughs> That's uh, my <laughs> wife, even though I told her that I was doing this. Uh, she'll hear this, so just so you know, babe. I told he loves you. Call. I love you, but that was bad. Um, <laughs> uh, so I drive it, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, yo, bro, like, this just doesn't feel like a 350. Like, I, I drove a 350, 
you know, and, and this is, it's like sluggish, man. Like it's not running right. And then I heard like a, like a noise, like a rattle on the transmission. <laughs> so Wonderful. he, he takes it to a mechanic, throw out bearings bad on the transmission. Mm-hmm. Pretty much figured that out. That was obvious. Uh, then we find out that the motor was not the original motor on the car. <laughs> yeah, I could have seen that one coming as soon as you said it was sluggish. I'm like, so huh? you know, so you know, he he got it fixed, and uh, it cost him like another, I, don't know, I think, like three grand or something like that. He had already paid, I don't know, fifteen or something for the car, or something crazy, and uh, you know, he ended up having to dump money, and that car just never stopped. It just continued, just dumping dumping money and he finally got rid of it lost his ass mm-hmm. you know but so an expensive lesson to never buy a car from miami shit from miami man. jesus like i'm gonna remember that but i also don't visit miami <laughs> ever <laughs> so back to the you know pop young life so, puerto rico yeah, second so, grade in america so uh so you know so second grade here or half a second grade that went back to Puerto Rico. Then um, fifth grade moved to Tampa. Okay. That's actually when uh when I met my best friend. It was uh in baseball mm-hmm. when I moved moved to Tampa. Um so then the fifth grade and then sixth grade back to Puerto Rico. Nice. So it was like, so then sixth grade and, uh, and then half of seventh grade <laughs> in Puerto Rico and, uh, and then moved, moved back to Tampa mm-hmm. and then, then I stayed there ever since. So, so basically really been in Tampa and that area for since seventh grade. All right. You know, uh, but you know, it kind of sucks. It's like when I, when when I got here, like like I I could understand English, but like you know, or coming from where I'm coming from, like this it's it's you know a lot of slang and that kind of stuff, man. Right. So like, like I I remember somebody said, uh, oh um, oh this kid this some some kid got jumped, right? I'm thinking jumped in the literal sense, so I'm like it does it didn't make any sense to me. I'm like jumped like it i don't know i didn't know what that was you know and so like it, it was hard for me to understand what was going even in in class like i really didn't know what that i don't know how i passed seventh grade dude like, <laughs> i have no idea i don't know like, how i graduated high school i swear <laughs> i was kicked out with a diploma <laughs> bro <laughs> it's not that i'm dumb it's that i was lazy i didn't like homework <laughs> so i totally get it i'm like I think they just push people along. I really get that feeling. Yeah, man. Because, you know, I think back in, like, math, I knew because math is math, right? It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. You don't you don't have to speak the language. Like, you speak the language of math, you're good. And honestly, the math that they put me in here, in, the, in, in well, in Tampa, like, it was horrible. Like, it was like I, I did that shit, like, back in, like, fourth grade, dude. Like, <laughs> And this was in Puerto Rico. 
I did, in I, Puerto in, Rico, in you did Puerto it in fourth Rico, grade. Did, what you're doing in seventh grade. Doing it in seventh grade. So you're doing remedial math. Exactly. That's wild. So I'm like, like is this a whatever, you know? So it was super easy, obviously, and you know I did that, but like, you know, the other sh- like culture shock thing too, though, it was the girls. Okay. In Puerto Rico, like back then, girls weren't really like forward like that. Like, uh, girls really wouldn't come up and just be like, "Hey, like I like you." Like, that didn't really happen. It was it was a, more of a courtship, mm-hmm. you know. And like, some more traditional, like, yeah, male take the lead. Yeah, like you know, more traditional and just kind of like you know, like you know, the little flirting from afar and that, and they kind of fill each other out. Like, does she like me? You know, this and that. Like, um, but when I when I came here, it was crazy, man. Because like, I just just got to school. I'm the new guy. Don't really speak the language well, you know. And day one, I'm getting like lettered, like little notes. It's like, hey, uh, do you like me? I can't even read what this says. First of all, who are you? Like, I don't, a lot of people here, like, you know, and <laughs> I mean, it was overwhelming, dude. It was overwhelming because it, it was like a lot. And um, I'll never forget, man, because this, this part I will never forget because it was so crazy to me. Like, I'm at my locker which I didn't really know how to open mm-hmm. that well. Because we don't do lockers in Puerto Rico. You just carry a p- backpack with all your shit. Right. You know? So I'm at the locker, and, I'm, and I always struggled. Like, I'm like, how do I open this? And um, it actually used to be frustrating, man. I'm like, ah, you know, like trying to open it. And uh, I had, like, probably like five, these five girls. And then... They were all like representatives, basically, for their friend. <laughs> okay, this is getting different now. It's so like they're like, um, "Hey, so." But also, I was ugly growing up, so I didn't have <laughs> anything wild like this happening to me. So like, hey, um, and mine, you know, this is you know real urban, right? So it's kind of like, like, hey, you gonna go out with my girl or what? And then I'm like, I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then the other one asking, like, no, how about my girl? You know, this and that. I, I didn't know what the hell was going on, dude. So I'm like. So wait, so is this five girls for five different girls? Yes. This wasn't like five girls representing one girl? No, man. Oh, no. this is even better. Like different. So I'm like, I didn't know what to do. Like, I, I, I had no idea what was going on. I really didn't quite understand the situation. Like. This is weird to me. I'm overwhelmed. And I just like, I, I look over and, and I, and, and, and I see this, this girl, I didn't really like her. Honestly, I think back and I'm like, I I don't, I don't know that I even thought she was cute. Um, I was like, I said, I like her. That's all of that could come out of my mouth. Like, I, I didn't know what else to say. <laughs> <laughs> and one of the girls was like, oh, that's my girl, Vanessa. All right. And she's like, she goes to talk to her. And I guess Vanessa liked me. 
So then Vanessa was my girlfriend. <laughs> wow. I don't know how that really happened. I didn't mean for it to happen that way. But That's a great accident, though. It happened. You know, and then she she was okay. Like, she wasn't really, like, I don't know. I just I was just glad that that shit was over. Yeah. You know? And then it was kind of like she had a girlfriend. <laughs> and I had others, you know? Like, it, and it was so easy, you know, that, like, just it was just weird, dude. Like, it, it was like a, I don't know, a culture shock, man. It's just, it's just so different. That is... Different even than from where I grew up. <laughs> it's just so, it's just wild, man. But I've also never been a new kid in school. I was the same town my entire life. I was always a new kid, dude. Yeah. Because even, even like living in Tampa, like, you know, really didn't have that stability like that. Because like. Uh, moved around know, Tampa? Yeah, we moved around. Like, parents always rented. like, mm-hmm. And then. My mom and pop said they actually uh, split up when when I was right at about seventh in seventh grade, so like we just kind of rented and, and moved to different places. So like we're always like in different schools, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I like I got to know a lot of people, right? Different schools, but it sucked though. You know, that's one thing that I always said to myself that like whenever it was that I would settle down and have a family there I'm, I'm gonna give them that stability yeah you know because that that's something that I just never had and like and that you don't really realize how much is it, that messes with you you know till like later on mm-hmm. you know uh just uh too much going on right like like you know that you already got enough going on as you're growing up and you become a teen and all of that and like all that craziness and then let alone with the girl stuff you know like uh you know that part for me was crazy like uh, growing up you know that right. was like a big distraction <laughs> i think that's a distraction for about of the male population. (laughs) Maybe even 99.999. Like, just throwing that out there. Most of us are going, all right. And even the ones who aren't so much into girls, they're into guys too. They're going, (laughs) yep. I just, uh, I'm sorry. I can't do math right now. (laughs) You know, you want me to read what in this class? Read Catcher in the Rye <laughs> to the class? No. <laughs> Bad idea. Yeah. I, the girl the girl stuff was just so easy, man. Like, I, like I had girlfriends, right? Mm-hmm. It, I shouldn't have. That was, that was the wrong thing. You know, like, I wasn't good to any of them. Like, I cheated on every single one. Like, I don't think anyone was good in middle school or high school. I, I just... I shouldn't have, man. Like, I, there were some good girls. Right. They didn't deserve that, you know. I think back and I'm like, what a dick. <laughs> like, you know. Um, I had one girl that uh, she was like, we were like on and off for a long time. Like, Okay. Like, you know, uh, I think, man, like we probably got together like, 
like I think I was like a like a freshman, and um, we we're kind of on and off, man. But like, dude, like, oh my god, I couldn't tell you how many chicks I cheated on her with. Like, well, then don't tell me that. It's just like craziness, like a lot. And uh, what was cra- even crazier was that like her parents were strict, right? So. Uh, once I got my car, you know, I would like, you know, she had to like be home and like whatever by like 10 o'clock. So wait, this was in high school. You said, yeah. What was your first car? Oh, my first car. Uh, so I had a 91 Celica Toyota. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um, but that was like short lived cause, uh, we bought it, you know, obviously used, Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess from the dealer, man, it had no oil. Wow. And, Did uh, you get it in Miami? <laughs> <laughs> it could have come from there, man. Uh, but yeah, man, it I had, had no to. oil, man. I was like, and, uh, I remember just the first time that I really drove it, took it out and, uh, blew, blew the motor. Shit. Yeah. Sounds like my first car. Blew the motor, man. So like so that was short lived. So like I would say like my real first car was uh it was a ninety seven Civic. Mm-hmm. A four door. Civic a four door little Civic LX, you know, nothing crazy. Uh of course, you know, I'm Puerto Rican, so eventually I did get seventeen inch wheels and uh There's nothing wrong <laughs> with that. Heated the springs. <laughs> oh well, at least you didn't deal, do it the uh, the redneck white way and uh, pull the springs off, chop them with a grinder, and re fucking weld them. Hey, listen, man. I mean, I'm not gonna say it never happened, <laughs> but uh, you know, the the Civic wasn't that. Like the Civic was uh, heated them, lowered it, and uh, yeah, that thing was bouncy as hell, man. It's mm-hmm. you know just crazy, uh, you know. A little like intake and you know, just made it real, real Puerto Rican. <laughs> so there's a lot of chrome on it. No, no, no. It no, wasn't no that chrome. Puerto Rican. No, chrome. no, 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 no. I, I didn't, I didn't do chrome. So you made it actually usable then. Yeah. Instead yeah, of like I, trying to make it look nice. Yeah. I, I've never been a, a big fan of chrome. Like I'm the same way. Now I am like, well, for my Harley. That's different, though. Yeah. So, like, for my Harley, I, I like the chrome, but only if it fits the scheme, right? Like, like if, if the bike looks right with chrome, then I mm-hmm. like the chrome, you know? But there's there's some bikes that look like shit with chrome, you know? I like the completely murdered-out matte black look on a Harley. Yeah. Like, that's the aesthetic I'm like. I'm like, if I get a hog, that's what I'm going for. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like... I saw the the just the most disgusting looking Harley, right? Because it was matte black, like you're talking about, mm-hmm. and the guy just decided to just chrome everything out. Why? Just why? It, it it looks it looked horrible, man. It just it doesn't look it just doesn't look like it goes together, you know. <sighs> like it, it it just looked horrible, man. The chrome that like the motor was chrome everything put all chrome everything got chrome lowers i mean chrome wheels um it looked hideous man like uh 
I'm all about like I think it's the night train model that they came out with that's pure black. And yeah. I'm like, that's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. So so yeah, man. Uh I, I'm I'm about it's gotta look right. Right? Like like Oh definitely. It's just it, when you look at it, you know whether it looks right or not. Like uh-huh. and, and it can't just be you. It has to be like if somebody else looks at it, they look at it and they're like, Man, that looks good. Right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It just it just works, right? Whether it's a car or a bike, whatever, it just works. You know, uh, I don't like I like things to look factory, but custom, but factory. I know what you mean. Yes, right. Where it's just like yes, that's what they designed and what's it's for, but it speaks a little bit to that person. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So, uh, so yeah, man. So, um, Civic, first car, and uh, my girl at the time, uh, you know, she had to be home by ten, but I didn't. So, you know, I drop her off at ten, and I go uh, somewhere else. Yeah, <laughs> potentially other dates. You know, so <laughs> that does happen. <laughs> So you not know. to me though, because I didn't have my first car until I was in the military. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, uh, yeah, man. I mean, I, I have fun, man. I have fun. I have fun in high school. I played baseball. You know, I was pretty damn good at it. Uh, you know, unfortunately, injuries took me out, man. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, but I was always just athletic, man. I play. I played everything, man. Like, you know, just. Uh, the, the baseball thing, like, I still say that that's the only reason I graduated was thanks to baseball. So you played baseball through high school? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that It's funny because I, I, I love playing baseball. I To this day, I can't watch baseball. Same way. Hate watching it. I can't watch baseball, but I'll play it. Um, never played golf, but I find that boring, too. Uh, I don't know anything about tennis, so I can't follow it. But I also feel the same way about that. I'm like, they're just grunting and diving. But then I've played it like twice with my ex-wife, and I'm just like, this is really tiring. Always hard as shit, man. And she's just like lobbing it at me, and I'm just like running around, and I'm just like, how are you doing this? Yeah, like, I don't, I don't think I have the knees to play tennis right now. I could totally see that because it's a lot of lateral movement. Yeah, like I, I feel like one time and like I'm going to go one way and my knees are going to stay right there. <laughs> You'd be surprised how much of it is like hip turning too where you're just like, ah! Oh, yeah. No, that, yeah, it's like everything. I'm hurting just, just talking about it. Yeah, let's not talk about that anymore. Oh, let's talk about sports I'm much better at like baseball and hockey. Baseball, man. Baseball, I I was really good, man. Um, and uh, unfortunately, man, like just being stupid, man, mm-hmm. took me out. Like I <clears throat> I went. Uh, well, the first time, the, my first really bad injury wasn't me being stupid. That was a uh, you know I, I yanked my um, my Achilles, like snapped it or tore it, tore it like. Um, so not a full break? No. All right, so that's like, good. Like I, I slid, I slid the third base, and like it was one of those bases that just like stick into the ground. Yes. 
And, uh, you know, when I kind of hit the corner and my foot just kept going, basically, and, like, just yanked it. So you, like, overextended it? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, so that put me out for, that was my senior year. So, like, that put me out almost the whole season. Mm -hmm. And And is that a spring season in Florida? Or is that? That was, was like, the regular season. So, yeah, so spring. Okay. So uh, that put me out almost the whole season. I came back, and we only had, like, a few games left. My second game back, we're playing against Robinson High School. Those bastards. And (laughs) I don't know, but fuck them. That's actually where Hulk Hogan went there. That bastard. <laughs> so, uh, that brother. That's better. <laughs> brother. So, uh, I think I was like two for two at the time. And then uh, my third at bat, I hit just a little roller to a shortstop. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, not thinking about anything. I'm just, I'm hauling ass like 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 any other time, right? Like, I'm, I'm going to give it my Booking all. Booking it for first. Right. Yeah. And uh, all of a sudden, my right leg, I just, uh, no, it was my left leg, um, just all of a sudden locked up, and I just felt it snap, like my, my hamstring. Oh! I locked up, and, like, just, I didn't even make it to first. Like, I just, I fell, like, right there. My leg was totally locked up, man. And, like, I, I just felt, I knew it was bad, because, like, I, I felt the snap. Right, you know, in the hamstring, and I was like, "Shit!" So that put me out for the rest of the season. Yeah, that's gonna take you out for a while. I don't care who you are. I had one more shot, which was to get better by the Saladino tournament, because at the Saladino tournament, it's at the at the University of Tampa, and. That's where like a lot of scouts go to that. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like, it's a big deal. Were you scouted prior to that? A little bit, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, it was nice. <laughs> um, but uh So was that like well no, finish your story and then I'll ask. So so stupid, man. So like uh my dad used to always tell me, like, you know, you need to stop playing basketball during Baseball season. Yeah. You know? And I just never listen. I'm not like, I just like to play basketball, you know? It's fun. So, um, I went to play ball. It was like, <laughs> I think it was either like a few days before the, the tournament or something along those lines. Uh, it was, a, we used to play in the back of this elementary school, right? The rims were only like nine and a half foot. Nice. You know, so you can, you know, you can do what you want there, you know. So, like. I still can't jump, so that's too high for me. (laughs) So, uh, one of my buddies, man, like, we break away, and, like, he tosses me an Mm alley-oop. And it it wasn't a good toss. And I try to go up and, like, kind of go up on my left. And, dude, I got hung on that rim, man. Boom! Just got hung. My feet kept going forward. So I'm, Woo. I'm, I fall like I'm like going down, and I, I try to like turn around in midair, but obviously that's not working. 
Superhero landing's not happening? Yeah, superhero landing's not happening on not that. Not this so time. Like, I, I ended up landing on top of my arm, my right arm, my throwing arm. Yeah. Um, I thought I broke my arm because my whole arm went numb. Mm-hmm. Right? So I'm like, shit, man. So, you know, like, you just kind of don't want to see it. So, like, I was, like, slowly pulling it out. And fortunately, like, I didn't, there was not, nothing broke on my arm, like my elbow or whatever. Mm-hmm. It, all I saw was just uh, my middle finger, the bone was popped over, like oh. the knuckle. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking right? about with that. So I popped it back in, and I was like, Man, I got to go. <laughs> I'm done for the day. <laughs> so I'm leaving, and uh, my car, that, that car was stick, and... Um, as I'm leaving, man, when I, I went to kick it into second gear, and I just like my wrist, man, just it felt like it felt like I got stabbed in the wrist. <sighs> so I was like, "What?" The? I look at my wrist, and it like inflated, dude. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. So I broke my wrist, you know. Uh, so that pretty much did it all, man. That was it for baseball. <laughs> So my question was going to be, when you were getting scouted, like, do you know you're getting scouted? Like, yeah. are they courting you? Is this yeah. college? Like, yeah. what level? Yeah. Like, um, minors. Minors? Yeah. Minors? Mm-hmm. So you would have went from high school straight to minors. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. <clears throat> Careful with that. Let me not mess up your mic. Um, yeah, it's fine. They're still pushing noise okay. through it. All right. So, um... That's a party foul, bro. Like that's Buffalo Trace too. That's good stuff. I shouldn't be spilling that. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, yeah, man. Like you know, like coach tells you, you know, coach tells you, and like they come out, they come out to practice and all of that. They can't really talk to you, mm-hmm. you know. But um, but you know, you know, um, they send you stuff, like hats and stuff. Hats, oh. gloves, bats. Something cool like a muffler for a car or a nice lobster dinner. <laughs> I had um oh you know, it's got letters like, you know, to go to all these showcases, you know, like Pittsburgh Pirates and mm-hmm. Blue Jays and Reds and all that. So you go out there and just kind of show what you got to the teams, you know. So I did the blue chip athletes, did that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, man, I was, I was pretty damn, I was pretty good. That's pretty fucking outstanding. You know, but um, it is what it is, you know, like it ended, it ended, right? And then I'm like, I, I, what do you do? Um, I'm going to ask the obvious question. Is this why you joined the army? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, look, man, like there was no plan B for me, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I, mean, I know. It was a. Uh, it was plan A the whole time. It was just, you know, making in baseball. And that, that was it. So, like, you know, I didn't have good grades. Yep. You know, I didn't have good grades. I, um, I didn't, even, didn't even talk about college, man. Like, it just wasn't a thing. So, like, when baseball didn't happen, it was, like, it, it was tough, man. Because, like, I actually, I would say I was, went through some type of depression, you know, at the time. 
Well, yeah, when you lose anything, that's your entire life. Yeah. That's going to happen. Yeah, so, like, I was, uh, I I didn't know what to do, man. I was just, uh, that's, I ended up, I got, like, my first job, and uh, I was working at Best Buy Car Audio. (laughs) I love Best Buy Car Audio. They Um, do it all. They install it. Bunch of pizzas here, man. I think they dropped it outside the door. (laughs) Hold on. Let me check it. They did. <laughs> there we go. Like, I want to say the name of this pizza, but, like, I don't know if it's good yet, so, like, I don't want to. We won't say anything until we know it's good, and if it's bad, we'll still say it. <laughs> but we'll just say, if you're ever in uh, Andover, Massachusetts, don't out from this place. Or we'll say you should. <laughs> so, uh... Yeah, man. Like I, you know, I, I was, I, I really was depressed, man. I didn't, I didn't know what the hell to do, man. Like, when, when you grow up and the whole, your whole life is basically like I'm gonna make it in baseball, and then it goes to, and then you're so close too, right? Like it's like you're right there. You can almost touch it, right? Kind of like Icarus getting too close to the right. sun and then melting them but wings. That's the other thing, though, man. Is that like not having um, someone to like kind of give you the whole story, right? Like, like to tell you, like, hey, listen, like, even if you get drafted, it doesn't mean because you know you still got to go through like rookie ball, mm-hmm. low A, high A, double A. <laughs> you know, like it, it's a lot to make it in baseball. There's a lot of steps up there's the ladder. A ton of steps, man, and they like. Also, the fact that like if if they don't if they don't give you a big signing bonus, you're not gonna get all the opportunities, man. Like the the guys that are gonna play that are gonna get the playing time mm-hmm. are the guys that they invest money into, man. Otherwise, I mean, you really gotta hustle your ass off, man. Because like you can literally be better than a guy, but if they gave that guy a million dollar signing bonus and they gave you like five thousand, he's gonna play. So is that a matter of having like uh what's that called? Um uh, not a recruiter. An agent? That's the word. No. Oh. So I I guess to an extent, right? But like um what happens is a lot of times, yes, you have to be a top prospect, right? Mm-hmm. But you also need to have like good grades and things like that, because that oh. that boosts your it boosts your money. Because now you say, well, no, I'm I'm not going to sign with you. I'm going to go to college. I have options. Right. Got it. But, like, I can tell you, man, a guy that I played with that to this day I'll tell everybody, I'm like, that's the best baseball player that I've ever played with. And his name is Keith Godbolt, KG. He, He got drafted, but he got drafted pretty low with the Dodgers. And, uh, okay, bro, the guy was, geez, man, like cannon for an arm. I, I think I maybe saw him strike out twice, dude. I mean, it, the guy was insane, man. He had the power, the arm was fast. I mean, this dude was all around an insane athlete, man. And, um, he got drafted. It was low because he didn't have good grades. 
And um, he ended up, I think he played a, like a few seasons. Then they cut him. Hmm. I would have never thought that he would get cut out of any team ever. <laughs> Jesus. You know, you know, and just everything, man. He had the size, everything. It was like six one around there, six one, six two, and all the other accolades, dude. Like, I mean, the guy was he was an absolute phenom, man. And like, you know, this is all stuff that like nobody really like tells you. Like, you know, like I, I feel like somebody along the lines, like when you're an athlete, should explain how the business works. Right, like, yeah, it's just uh, I feel like it would be better for 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 a lot of kids, you know, not to have like. I think it would be better if you knew not only that, but a lot of the BS you have to put up with, right? Just to get to there, and then the BS that is there. It's just like you sure you want this? Yeah, like um, this, you have to deal with this. Let's give you a small taste first. You know, it, I feel like in sports in general, like um, it, you get to a certain level where like you really got to make a decision, right? You have mm-hmm. to make a make a determination on like, are you really going to do this or no? Are you doing this for fun or are you really wanting to do this? Because especially for like, dude, this is expensive, you know? So like as a parent, if you got kids that are doing it, right? Like. You're spending thousands. Money on gear, money on travel leagues, money on the travel. Right. Yeah. So, and now it's even. Summer camps and programs. All of that, man. Yeah, like, everything. Now, now it's even crazier, right? Because, like, the the kids that are really doing it, like, they are 24-7, man. They're, they're training. Mm-hmm. You know? They're serious. Yeah. So, like. If you're not at that level, like, if you don't want to do it all the time, like, uh, I don't know, man. I just feel like you should just call it a day, <laughs> you know, and just do it for fun, you know? Uh, oh, definitely. I, 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 I don't know. I mean, th- then again, you have, the, you know, those freak athletes, like you get a, Le- a, Le- a LeBron James and stuff like that. Like, I mean, I, I would think that he – I'm sure he did work hard as shit, but, like, when you're six nine, and <laughs> he's my age. Literally, I remember my senior year of high school. Somebody telling me LeBron James is going to get drafted straight out of high school and go to the NBA. I'm like, what are you talking about? I know nothing of, of basketball. And they're like, he's this kid in Cleveland, and he's going to go straight to the NBA. He's amazing, and this never happens. And I'm just like, no one's as good as Michael Jackson. Or, not Michael Jackson. Michael Jordan. <laughs> Michael Jackson is the best at basketball <laughs> with his with his one strong. Well, hand. according to Dave Chappelle, it was Prince. I believe that one. Those are the most amazing skits ever. <laughs> Charlie Murphy's True Hollywood Stories, oh, best things that ever happened. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, I watch them to this day. <laughs> but uh, you know, man. So like, like now it's just uh, and it sucks, man, because like I don't want to sound like like you. Oh, you need to discourage somebody from. I, like it's not it's not discouraging discouraging man it's just being like, completely honest and real it's just a reality right like like look man like you see that kid over there like that kid he he wakes up he works out he goes to school gets home does his homework 
goes work out, and then he goes practice. And then on the weekend, he wakes up, he works out, he practices, he works out, then he goes works out again or, or goes to practice again, and then he works out, and then he goes to bed. And he does all his homework <laughs> the entire time too. You know? I mean, this is how it is. So, like, if, if you're not ready for that. Also, his dad yells at him the whole time, and he has no girlfriend. Probably facts. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably facts, man. I He's mean, miserable, and he hates it. And guess what? He only has so, a 20% chance of maybe making it to double A's. You played hockey, right? Not very well or very high level. So I just kind of played like bar league and dicked around. Because, like, I feel like the the girl situation, like, mm-hmm. definitely, like, hindered my progress, right, in, in, in sports. Even though I was good, right, I could have been better. I believe it, yeah. Right? Because, like. Especially at that age, man, you know, shit, man, we got testosterone for days, right? Like, so, you know, and you're in practicing, thinking about whoever, right? Oh, definitely. <laughs> you know, in my in my case, I was thinking about, you know, three, four different ones. So, like, you know, uh, your head's not 100% in it, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, or I'm thinking about just hanging out, right? So, like. Oh, yeah. Just lazily swinging the back, going, swing my bat at her. I, mean, I, kn- you know. I, kn- I totally understand. <laughs> so yeah, man, I think I think sports now is is way more difficult than it ever has been. Yes, I think a lot of things are. Yeah, yeah. Just I, I feel like kids now are like way smarter uh if they're athletic they're way more athletic like i think that's the other thing too with getting in is uh not just like in other things like even like in the music business too is like getting a social media following yeah yeah so like i don't know how that would equate to with sports but like you follow like a small band and then they start blowing up on social media like then next thing you know they're like you guys got signed you got four songs yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I guess the same thing. You get a buzz going, right? Yep. Like, so, like, you can take somebody that's, like, a good player, but, like, you know, you're going to look fantastic on that highlight reel. You know? Yeah, but they're also <laughs> going to be checking your social media going, what's this person like? What's he saying? <laughs> and we know many have many have fallen there. Oh, Yes. <laughs> But, you know. Oh, you like to say what when you're drinking? By the way, you're 18. <laughs> yeah, yeah. God, man. You know, the whole thing about having someone to guide you, man. That's a big deal. Oh yeah, having a great mentor or great friends around you yeah. is totally fucking that's key. That's a big deal, man. Like, have you heard the? Uh, what is it? So, yeah, you are the average of the five people you are around the most. I haven't heard that, but that, that makes a lot of sense. First time I heard that, I'm like, yeah. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, man. You know, the older I get, the less 
or the smaller my circle is, right? Definitely, especially with this job. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My my circle went from like a good fucking twenty down to like I'm at a solid three, might be two, and that's back home on the road. Like I got you guys on site, dude. Between baseball and like all the different schools that I went to and everything, mm-hmm. like there was a time, man, that it didn't matter where I went in Tampa. I run into somebody I knew mm-hmm. everywhere. And, uh, yeah, that's not the case anymore, bro. <laughs> like, I, um, oh, dude, I live in a small town. So I'm talking, I want to say it's somewhere between five and 7,000 people. Lived there my entire life, minus when I was in the Marine Corps. I go places and people will be like, how long have you lived here? I'm like, my entire life. I don't know you. I've lived here my entire life. I know your daughter. Really? Yeah. Like stuff like that happens to me all the time. I'm just like, all right, cool. <laughs> it's great to move around with impunity. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, a couple of the cops know me, but that's a different story. Uh, yeah, you know. Uh, there's another Steve. <laughs> uh, well, one of them is because it's the uh, youth drug dare officer that you know was always at the school. He knew me. I was also the least wild of my family. And then when I grew up and I was playing bar league hockey after the Marine Corps, uh, one of the people that I played with was the chief of police. And then another guy is friends with my sister. So that's how I know cops. That's not bad. That's not bad. That's not bad at all. (laughs) Yes, but some of the older cops would have just heard my last name and been like, I'm keeping an eye on you. (laughs) I'd have been like, dang it, I just wanted to move around with impunity and be a hooligan. Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, my my circle is, is small. I, I will tell you this, man. Like, because uh, like my my best friends are they're my brothers, basically, man. Like, right? You know, um, and one of them lives in Georgia. The other one lives in the close, not too far from me. Um, but it's really, man. I mean, we're talking, <laughs> dude. We're I'm, I mean, maybe a handful, man. Like. And that's it, and and some of the some of the uh, some of them I've I've met them thanks to my wife. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, <laughs> I wouldn't I wouldn't have anything, you know. Like my wife, she you know she, and obviously with with her job, she networks and all that, so she meets yeah. people and all that. So like, uh, you know, and and then with the kids too, when they get involved in sports and all that like my daughter played volleyball and like we got to meet some parents and fortunately like they've been really cool people you know that's always a positive so so that that's always good man but like yeah the small circle bro definitely small circle, small man. but good circle yes yes we, we have if you big, have a small but shitty circle we yeah. have we we both have big families too mm-hmm. so that that helps too right like Especially with the kids, like you know, they got a lot of cousins and you know all that. So like they, they're good, you know. Uh, and honestly, man, I just are you like an energy guy? Like 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 um, I don't like bad energy, right? Like around me, mm-hmm. like you can feel it. Like you're just like I, I can't just jive a bad with this person. Vibe, bad energy, like I just yeah. 
I don't like that, man. So, like, I just, I, I like to keep my house drama-free. Definitely. And just full of positive energy, man. And, like, I don't, so you just don't know with people, man, you know? Mm-hmm. So what do you do, right? Like, I mean, just keep the circle small, man. Just the, the, the people that you know that have those qualities that you like and that they have a good vibe and, like, that are positive, right? That are like, hey, man, good. Good for you, right? Like, people not, you know, I, I'm sure everybody has this, right? Like, you get a job or you get a promotion or something and, and people, they, like, they tell you to your face they're happy. But they're not. They're not really, right? They're, like, envious or, like, jealous or whatever, right? I've been that person before where it's like, why'd you get promoted before me? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> but good what? Good job. You earned it. I um I never have been. Never have been. It's just always I've always been like genuinely happy mm-hmm. for people. Always. I will say though, it's usually my fault why I don't get promoted. <laughs> Just so we're being totally honest. If I ever don't get promoted for something, whether it was military or civilian, it's just like, yeah, okay, I can understand the reasoning. (laughs) I really am not the most professional, or I didn't do my professional reading or whatever I had to do to fucking qualify. It's like, I I fucked that one up myself. See, so... Once I didn't do the, the – once the baseball thing didn't work out for me, mm-hmm. right, like I, I went in – I got the job at, at Best Buy, which I I did really well at that job. <laughs> like um, at the time – I don't know if it's still like this, but like you got you got rated by how many service plans you wrote, you sold. Okay. And, um, man, we finished first in the company. Like almost, nationwide? Yeah. Almost every night. Sweet. Almost every night. And, like, the. So wait, so wait, it was a daily rating, not like a weekly day. or monthly? Every day. Every wow. day they'll tell you where you finished, where you finished. Whoever closed would see the numbers. And then, like, if, you know, whoever come in the morning, they would be like, hey, man, we, this, is where we, this is where we stood. So we had just it was me and there was the, the supervisor or no he was the manager or supervisor and then me and, a, and another guy and we were just like a great team man and like we pick each other up nice what one guy be like you know you come in after the one guy and he'd be like hey man I I, I didn't do that good man whatever and like uh, I ah, don't worry about it, man. I'll I'll, I'll pick it up for you. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we just we just we were just a great team, you know. But then I started thinking. I'm like, hmm. I think I was only making like I don't know what it was. It was bad. Like it was the, my my pay was horrible. <laughs> this was in the nineties. Uh yeah uh ninety ninety nine two thousand. Okay. Pay was sucked, right? So, and, I, and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, I'm selling all these service plans. Like, I'm not getting shit for it. You know, I'm not getting shit for it. So, like, what, 
it's kind of stupid, right? Like I'm, I'm doing all this and I'm, I'm not getting a promotion. I'm not getting anything out of it. So I started looking at other jobs and I did my, made my first mistake with jobs. <laughs> what was that? Uh, I went, I went to work at a call center. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That sounds bad. Yeah, man. I went to work for, uh, JP Morgan Chase, uh, in, um, the retention department. It was horrible, man. That sounds bad. Outbound calls, basically cold calling, uh, people that like took their balance out uh-huh. and trying to get them to do a balance transfer back into the company, except Chase at the time had horrible rates. <laughs> so, you, <sighs> so you'd be like, like, um, yeah, sir. So, you know, I understand that you took your, you, you took your balance out for a, you know, 0% interest for uh 12 months. I can offer you a 4.9 fixed. <laughs> it's like, it was stupid, man. Like you were never going to get that back, man. You know? Yep. Yep. So it was like, I hated that, man. I hated that job, dude. And, um, yeah, that sounds horrid. So, you know, that, that's when I, I, I was, I was like, what do I like to do? Well, what I liked to do was I liked working on cars at the time, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, I decided to go to mechanic school and, uh, while I was in mechanic school, I was started thinking, I'm like, well, I could do this in the army. Hey. So did the army come up there? Like, did they have like pamphlets or something? Like, how did the army worm into your head? I just, uh, well, nine eleven. Okay. So like, cause I was, I already had started thinking about it, like about the army, and then when nine eleven happened. So you were in mechanic school for nine eleven. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So like, when not. Yeah, and then when when nine eleven happened, it was like. I'm definitely joining. Like, mm-hmm. I was like so that, you know, December, I went. I went to Maps, did everything, and uh, I shipped out in March. So, you know, so that, which I, I knew my recruiter. I knew him mm-hmm. uh, from church. <laughs> At no point did he advise me to like do something different than mechanic. I could have picked pretty much any job in the army. Why didn't you pick helicopter mechanic then? <laughs> I don't know, man. I, all I'm just is, saying. I was just like, I, I, I want to be a mechanic. Like, like he never, like nobody ever explained to me like what options I had. They tried to explain to me and I'm just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Like I, I dude, I could have I could have went Intel. I could have done a lot of different things, man. I had the scores to do whatever I wanted and nobody told me, dude. My grandpa was Navy in World War II and when he found out my uh ASVAB score, he's like, "You're a fucking idiot going in the Marines." I'm like, "Why?" He's like, "You should be going nuclear Navy. Do you know how much money you could make afterwards?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, but then I'd have to be in the Navy. <laughs> because he's just like, I got your whole life planned out for you. Here's what you do. You go nuclear Navy, then you go in the submarines. And I'm like, absolutely not. 
That sounds. It's like you do six years and you're in schoolhouses the entire time. You get out, you can work on nuclear things and make fuckloads. And I'm just like, one, that's a great way to play the system. Two, absolutely not. <laughs> that there's nothing that that's that makes me want to go and go to a sub. Uh, the movie The Hunt for Red October actually made me think about it when I was like a teenager. Like when really? that fir- when I first time I saw The Hunt for Red October, I thought it was an amazing movie. It was. Yeah. It, was it didn't great. make me want to be in the sub, though. Made I, me not want to be in the sub. I <laughs> fucking saw that. I'm like, I want to fight the Russians on a sub. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, that would be great. So, I mean, like. You know, I want to be that guy that can listen on the sonar really good and has amazing ears. Like, I can tell what kind of sub that is. That's a Russian typhoon class, but I've never heard anything like this. <laughs> I, I, I thought about a sub being more like uh, like the movie Down Periscope. That was also a great one. Also, McHale's Navy. Right, that was something else. I think they had a PT boat. But Down Periscope was a great one, too. <laughs> We're gonna use this diesel sub to defeat this neat nuclear sub. Yeah, no, I, there there was no movie that made that made me ever want to be in a sub because a- every movie was like, "You're gonna die, like you're oh, you're yeah. gonna die." Now you know you watch Top Gun, yeah, that makes me want to be a pilot, you know, because at least there you got like, you know, what else that makes me want to do? Never be on an aircraft carrier, a floating city. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I got. Do you know go, that there's prostitution rings that get busted get all the time on the big carriers, Are the CVNs? Serious? Dead serious. That's 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 interesting, dude. Carriers are wild. Not the little wow. Gator freighters that the helicopters and uh, tilt yeah. rotors go on. The those are uh, not see. They're not the big ones. But, yeah, the amphibious assault ships, I don't know if that's a problem on there. I could ask a buddy of mine because he was on the Bataan. He was stationed on that. I was on that for two weeks with him doing shipboard testing evaluations. But the big bastards that launch, uh, uh, you know, actual fighter jets and stuff, so the CVNs, so those are the nuclear ones, those ones are basically fucking floating cities, and there's prostitution rings on them. Holy shit. That's that's worse than like Crips and Bloods being in a in a in a Fort. Uh, oh, I'm sure there's Crips and Bloods on the fucking <laughs> CVNs too. In Fort Hood, Fort Hood. Yeah, these these are floating Fort Hoods. Jeez, oh my god, man, that's that's crazy, dude. Mm-hmm. That is crazy, man. Like, like, there's briefs about this before you go on. Like, if you're gonna go on one of those, they give you briefs like. If you're confronted by a prostitution ring while we're underway, like here's where you report it. Who in the fuck in the right mind is going to report it? Now, you know, especially a fucking Marine who's out there for seven months and is just like, I haven't seen anything but water. I I could. And except for that port call in Malta. All right. So I know. I know what the army standards are for. Or women, right? Like you know, a two is a seven. So we're talking deployment and boy, boat hots. Uh, I'm just talking in general. Okay, a two is a seven. All right. Uh, now, 
is this on an army base that also has an air force base on it? Because those are different standards. Because it's not fair. Because we all know the air force only lets in the hottest women. Okay, but but so I beg to differ, right? Because not not about the air force with the hot women, because that that's a fact. We all know that. That's it's in it's in the Geneva Convention, right? Yeah, it's in there. It's it's right there. So, it's part of what they wrote when they split the Air Force absolutely. off the Army. Yeah. yeah. Like, this is what's going to happen. You know, you're you have get, a quota. Yeah. That, that's their recruiting quota. 100%. 100%. Okay. But Fort Bragg has Pope Air Force Base in it. That didn't change the standard. A mm. two was a seven, no matter what. I feel like the Air Force puts their ugly women there because it's Fort Bragg. And that's that you're probably right. You're probably right. If they were smart, they would. So if a two is a seven in the army stateside. She's an eleven under in <laughs> overseas. That's called deployment hot. And in the Navy Marine Corps, it's called boat hot. Got it. So it's the same it. thing, different name. Kind of like a head is a latrine. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you guys call your hats, but it's a cover for us. Mm-hmm. Same thing, different words. Okay. We just have better uniforms in the okay, Marines. Got it. got it, got it. So so it's an 11. And, and that's where I, I wanted to know the number, you know, because. Uh, it's similar, and if it's off by one, it's off by one above or below. So we'll call it plus or minus one. I just, I, I feel like. When you're on a boat, when you're on a ship, mm-hmm. that number gets skewed by quite a bit. So imagine only seeing gray because <laughs> the walls of everything are gray. The floors are painted in really thick non-skid. So if you fall on it, you're scraping through your pants and <laughs> just getting shin and knee and everything. You're just like, I've never seen non-skid like this in my life. Don't, don't forget to mention that it smells like recirculated farts on there. It depends on where you are. So I spent a lot of time in birthing my shop, which was on the fantail, so the back of the boat, which was right underneath the back of the flight deck. And it was really cool because there was a door that went out to the back fantail where they had, like, ship watch where they, you know, one guy would just be sitting there staring out into the ocean looking for something trying to attack them. I'm like, that looks like a really boring job. I'm glad I don't have it. (laughs) (laughs) And, like, I could just, like, look over the edge and, like, see the little animals swimming along and following the ship waiting for them to throw something overboard or jettison trash out so they could eat it. Which was turtles and dolphins. It was pretty cool to see. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and sometime I have to go up to the uh, flight deck and fix an aircraft, which was not for me. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's really far water down there. I would die. And that's what you did. You did four years, right? I did five years. Cause five I, years, five years. Well, okay. I went in for one thing. I didn't get it, and it was a five-year contract. Basically, I went in for Intel and I didn't get it because I have uh, drugs in my teenage record (laughs) (laughs) because my mom found out I was smoking weed when I was a young kid and she uh, took me to Chautauqua County Drug and Alcohol Rehabilitation as a child and so it's on my record. Well, it's not, it wasn't a child, it was a teenager. Uh, And so, Mm -mm. yeah, so when I went to, when I got recruited, they're like, do you have anything on your record? I'm like, no. 
And then like during boot camp when I'm getting my FBI investigation for my intel job, they're like, do you have anything on your record? I'm like, maybe. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, so this is definitely on your record. And uh, you have two choices right now. You can uh, get sepped out of the Marine Corps or you can sign this open contract. And I'm like, I'm like graduation's in like three weeks. <laughs> So, boot camp graduations in three weeks, or I could sit around this island for who knows how long waiting to get an admin sep. I'm like, let me sign that paper. So I had an open contract, but I still had my five-year contract. So I went, so since my ASVAB score was high in every area, they're like, he has a long enough one for aviation, and he qualifies for aviation, so they... You're like, great. And they like gave me a number when I was in MCT, Marine Combat Training. And like, then there's an entire board of like what every number is for your MOS. Yeah. And it was V22 Osprey. So it's 6156. It wasn't on there because it was that new. Wow. So I'm just like, it's there here. It should be in here. It's 615s. And here's 615s. And it was the number was actually between fixed wing and rotary ring. And that should have given me a great clue because it's both. It's both fixed and rotary wing. I'm like, as soon as I figured that out, like years and months later, I'm like, oh, that's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, I had a five-year contract and that's my short story on how that happened. Wow. But yeah. everyone else that I was in with had a five-year, except for one kid who was open contract and he had a four-year and he got the same MOS as us. And I was just like, wait, you're getting out now? You, We have five years. He's like, no, I have a four year. I was open. I'm like, you lucky bastard. <laughs> yeah. I got screwed by myself. <laughs> I, I saw I saw a lot of kids, man, that um, they they got screwed, man, because like um, possession under 20 grams. Mm-hmm. Like when I was recruiting, uh, Man, I just saw a lot of kids. They they want to like turn their life around or whatever, and like couldn't go in because they had like they got caught like five times basically. Like I think it was like the fifth time was like the one that's like it, you know that whole law violation thing. It's yeah, uh, where, where they couldn't get a waiver anymore. You know, it, it's it's been a while. But AR six zero one two ten is your Bible when you're an army recruiter. Okay. Uh, and it tells you everything. It tells you everything about what law violations can go and waivers, everything. Uh, but I saw a lot of kids, man, which I was like, that's, that's so messed up, right? Like, so you got to, he, he got a cop, pull, pulls this kid over, right? High school kid. They find a pipe or something, right? Mm-hmm. So typically that's going to have under 20 grams. Oh, yeah. In it. Yeah. So they would hit him with possession of paraphernalia and possession under 20 grams every time. So you get you get three times that you get pulled over or something and, like, uh, they get you with that, you're screwed. Mm-hmm. And, like... What's the big deal? A little weed. 
Yeah, I think that's the argument at the moment that everyone's, well, states are having. Right. I mean, it's... You you took a whole option out of this kid's life because he had a little weed that he smoked himself. He wasn't selling anything. Right. So now... Sorry, dude. Military's gone for you. Can't do it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I pulled you over for whatever reason, and I found a pipe with a little residue in it. Yeah. That's messed up, dude. That is messed up. That is absolutely messed up. It's I- also a great way to lose quality candidates. Oh, hell yeah. I mean, I think that's probably one of the recruiting problems at the moment. So it's like, I don't live in a state where I can. Why would yeah. I want to? Yeah. Why would I want to stop doing something I enjoy? Yeah. It's like, it, and it, you tell me this is the land of the free. Dude, it's so stupid, right? Like, you know, I'm drinking this Buffalo Trace. Meanwhile, I mean, you know, as soon as I hit the magic number of 21 in the military, I can get blind stinking drunk every fucking night. Exactly. So, I remember if you didn't buy your liquor prior to Friday. Okay. Good luck. I had the blessing of being on a small base. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't have that problem. We had that problem, man. Fort Bragg, if you didn't buy your liquor prior to Friday, good luck, man, because you weren't going to get it. (laughs) The sea store on Marine Corps Station, New River, was always very well stocked. Wow. Our and let me put it to you like this: like, um, I'm sure you know, like close to the uh, Canadian border, like even especially where I live, the yeah. Labatt's and Molson Canadian are pretty big, and I could buy six packs of those down there. Oh shit! I was like, "Fuck yeah, Labatt's! All right." <laughs> Granted, it was only a six-pack, but it's like, yeah. better than not having Labatt's. Yeah. Nah, the Fort Bragg was, it's like, you think about it, it's like, that's a problem. <laughs> that is a problem. Especially <laughs> when I problem. think about, like, you know, like, our C-Store, like, was literal pallets of Miller Lite, Bud Light, Coors Light, Budweiser, like, you know, the big ones. Yeah. Literal pallets, like you know, making up the aisleways. Yeah, like you just drove that into the forklift. Great, cool. Yeah, like sweet. If you went, it didn't matter if you went to like a shop at mm-hmm. or um the like because Fort Bragg's huge, right? So they had like oh, yeah. two separate, like uh, two liquor, like two class sixes, you know, like and they had like other like shop, like big shopettes, like around the post, and dude, like. By fr- like Friday, when everybody got out of work, dude. Like, I mean, if you went there, it w- you were down to pop off. <laughs> like, that's that's about all you can buy. What about military special? What is that? Military special was the bottom shelf plastic jugs. That's a pop off. Oh no, this that's was off, this man. was worse. This was worse than pop off. 
the brand was military special. That should tell you everything. Oh shit, man. I think it was like seven or eight dollars for oh, a handle. No. Oh no. <laughs> the running joke on base was there's an NJP in every bottle. I mean, that's fuel. Like you're that Yeah. You're military special what you're describing. Uh-huh. That's fuel. Like you're you, safer drinking Everclear. <laughs> Because at least it's going to give you some feedback of this is not a good idea. Oh, it's just not safe. It's just not safe. 80 proofs are safe enough to fucking drink, <laughs> but <laughs> disgusting. I mean, you know Barrick's life, right? I, mean, I remember, yeah. Barrick's life. So many questionable things. So many. Like, like building three-story beer bongs? Yeah. Yeah. You tell people about that and you're like, they're like, what? What, what? what was that like? It's, it was like drinking from a fire hose. It wasn't pleasant. <laughs> I puked instantly. Six beers in like half a second? No. Uh, it's just not... It's not physically possible. I mean, it's physically possible. I saw one kid hold it down. No. Oh, yeah. Never. Joshua Cease did it. I never saw that. One kid out of the barracks. Like he he should be making money like on like social media right now. He or dead? No, he has a kid. <laughs> he lives in Kansas City and he works at his dad's metal smithing, metal tooling shop, or something like that. Metal tooling. And he loves and fixes up like muscle cars. I think he has a '66 Chevelle. Muscle cars, working on metal. Can drink six beers from a three-story beer bottle. three-story. Somehow that shouldn't all be together. Uh, <laughs> you meet the wildest, craziest people, and you see the coolest things, and you you, you don't forget it sometimes. No, 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 man. I mean, look, I I, I try to explain. Like, I, I feel like like unless you've been active duty, you don't understand what the barracks is like. No. Right, like like you just don't. That's why, like, that's the divide between reserves and active duty. Yeah. It's like, yeah, t- technically you have the title, but no. You, it's not the same. You don't get it. No. You don't understand the fuck-fuck games, how much stupidity we have to deal with. You have to deal with some stupidity. Yeah. Not a lot. Yeah, I, I did both. So, like, I, I hated the reserves. Okay. Hated it. Hated it. Like, it was the worst thing ever for me. Like, I was like, this is so stupid. Like, the military bearing is just not there. Uh, the, the stupidity, like, of, like, you know, you're, you're there on the weekend, which usually it's like, it just sucks, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, it's never a good weekend, you know? Like, you, you never have drill on a good weekend, like, where you're like, oh, you know what? Cool, I, I had shit. That ain't have shit to do. I'm going to go to drill. <laughs> okay. So, like, you know, it's never a good weekend. And um, what, I, what I remember, which is so bad, this is what I remember the most, right, was... Here you are, all day Saturday, 
you know, and not doing shit. Pretty much all day Sunday. Nothing. Nobody says anything, right? I'm not, I'm, I'm a sergeant, right? So I'm like, I'm in the meetings and everything, right? So I'm like, like, hey, man, what's going on? You know, what What do we got? Oh, nah, you know, just uh, train, train your soldiers, whatever. Okay. So we do that as much as we can. And, and then here we go. At the end of the day on Sunday, try to go home. And you hear, hey, guys, we have to empty out two connexes. Why? Two days, man. Two full days. No one thought of this earlier. No one thought of this. That's the only military thing I've heard in that entire conversation, other than the sitting around. (laughs) (laughs) Sit around, sit around. We need this done now. Really? How long did you know about this? <laughs> yeah. So, and even, even like when I got to the point that I would just like, I would, I would bring it up in the NCO meetings. Say, hey, got any conics that need to be emptied out? What, what do we got? Like, tell me now. We got time. I got soldiers. And I know other NCOs that got soldiers. So, like, let, let's, what do we got? Nothing. But every single Sunday at the end of the day, they always figure something that needed to be emptied out or taken out or whatever, where it required literally a whole platoon. (laughs) And it took an an additional two hours. Yeah, that's not a great way to maintain retention either. No, No, not at all. Not at all, man. It was, it was, it's, the reserve sucks, dude. Like it, it just, yeah, I've never had to deal with that, so I don't know. It really sucks, man. Like you, you really can't compare, man. Active duty is just far superior. Oh, I believe way. it in every way. You know, like the amount of money that you end up making for that weekend when you when you think about how many hours you put in, <laughs> you don't make shit, man. <laughs> I mean you're you're making you're making garbage money for the weekend. The only like cuz there's an air reserve base up by me in Niagara Falls and I know a bunch of dudes that, you know, get out and then they'll go transfer into the Air Force reserves and get in there and do whatever. The only ones that like it are the dudes that can get in full time. Yeah. Like a, can, like like AGR. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they can get like so that they're working there Monday through Friday and then they're drill too. Yeah. That's that AGR is the best gig in the military period. Mm-hmm. Period. Like like there there's no comparison. Like there's no comparison. AGR is the shit. I I had a short live with me because What um, does AGR stand for? Active Guard Reserve. Okay. Uh, short live for me because uh I got picked up for recruiting. Ah. Uh. You know, so I didn't really get to do like the HGR thing. We got massively sidetracked. We were talking about you going in <laughs> to the army. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yes, I, I went. I went in the army um, because of nine eleven. 
and I went mechanic because it was the only option. Like, you know, mechanic. I, I can be a mechanic. Whatever. Which I mean, makes I, sense. I, I mean, I, I will say that, like, at the time, my goal was really just to, like, go to the Army, learn mechanics, like, which I, I already did it. Like, I, mm-hmm. I, I used to do it. Like, I, I fixed my own cars. I fixed my friend's cars, like, you know, so I, I did, like, my dad showed me how to work on a little bit on cars, and then I picked it up from there. So, like, um, I wanted to open up my own shop, you know. Uh, so then, you know, once I started doing mechanic work, I liked doing it in the Army. Right. Um, I did realize... I don't like dealing with customers. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. So, you know, that's the problem. You're not even drinking any of that. Yeah, I know. I forgot how to swallow my own spit. And so I, went I feel like plate. it's because you probably should get some. Because, like, it, I'll it, get there in like it, two seconds. It's a sin to not try that Buffalo Trace. I believe it. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, man, like, that was my. That was my thing, man. I really did. I, w- I wanted to open up a shop, man. You know? Um, so, I-, I got great experience. I mean, you know, with the Army, you know, I got, dude, like, I mean, how, what a, that's like the best way to learn, man. When like So, you got, are you doing like everything from like Humvees to seven tons? Yeah. Nice. Everything, man. Everything. I even got to work on track. I mean, dude, I got to work on everything. And uh, and not only that, but I also did record recovery. Okay. So, like, even that, you know, you get the phone call at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning and, like, hey, man, we're stuck. You know, like, you got to go out there and, and take them out, you know? And make fun of them the entire time. Yeah, you know, like, you know, somebody got stuck recently. Uh, I'm not going to say any names. <laughs> like in the middle of the woods and a skid steer? <laughs> who would who would get a skid steer stuck? I don't know. How does that me? happen? I have no idea. The mud was soft. <laughs> Turned on it like 600 times. But uh, Crank the throttle. There's no there's no other way. Eh, you know, by the time I realized I was stuck, I'm like, I don't even care. I'm just going to dig in. <laughs> it was a cool willy. It was a great, it looked like it was ready to take off like a rocket Absolutely, ship by the end. Absolutely, man. I mean, it was impressive, you know. Sent a picture of it to my brother, and he's like, yeah, nice. Talking, he's, I think he talked uh, shit. I don't remember. We Four buckets? Four buckets to fill the hole? A minimum, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, Two chains, not the wrapper. Yeah, yeah, not that, no, no. Yeah. Uh, immediately felt like that was a bad idea. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, man. Um, you know, it was a great experience, man. Um, I. But I, I don't regret anything, right? Because like it is what it is. I'm I'm here where I'm at now mm-hmm. because of what everything that's happened, right? So I don't regret anything. Um, I just it, it just sucks to think back to know that like there were other things that I could have done, right? And um, even though I did attempt to do IT, (laughs) 
You attempted or you were told you were doing IT? No, no, no. I attempted it. Like, I, I, I literally, I, I reclassed. Yeah, but was it a choice or did they say? My choice. Oh, okay. Yeah, my choice. Um, I hate IT. <laughs> I believe it. <laughs> People that are good with mechanics are not usually computer oriented. And, and you know what's crazy? Like, I, I'm, I'm pretty good with computers. I just just hate it man like that whole thing of like man yeah you can make a lot of money you know think mm -hmm. about it like you know in, in our in our job right now skater right like if you know how to program skater you can just write your ticket like i mean you can write what you want right like i mean skater programmers are not easy to find okay you know but I just, I don't like the looking through and typing the code and all. I, it's just not me, man. I just, I hated it. So that that's, I was briefly at JCSE, the Joint Communication Squad, Squadron Element <laughs> in uh, uh, MacDill Air Force Base. Uh, did not like that at all. I was at E5 and I got... PFCs running circles around me. Yeah, I could see that not being enjoyable. <laughs> so <laughs> I was like, "Get me out of here, man! I gotta go." I was hey, I, I need a, I just need to go back to be a motor sergeant or <laughs> whatever, you know. And I did. I just went back to that. Mm -hmm. You know, I did a lot better with being able to, you know, teach soldiers what to do and, you know, different situations and like, you know, right. At the time, I was a seasoned guy, you know, so like, you know. And there's also a thing when you're the younger, new guy, so PFC. Like, I know that's two different ranks for you guys. That's E2 and E3. So for us, that's only E2. But, like, as an E2 and an E3, like, you expect your sergeants to, like, know the fucking job. Absolutely. Like, if you get a guy who comes in reclass, it's like, you mean I have to teach him? How yeah. do I show respect to this motherfucker while I'm like, cause the way you teach in the military Absolutely. is, Hey motherfucker, this is how it's done. Absolutely. This is how you do it. And this is because the, for us, it's the NAMP Naval Aviation Maintenance Program is written in blood. Literally. They said, tell you from day one, the NAMP is written in blood. We do things like this because people have died. And it's just like, yeah. all right. Well, this is how we do it, and this is how the task is done. This is how you do it, motherfucker. Yeah. So how do you teach someone who ranks you? But like, like, no, dude, you're taking that thing off wrong. You start in this bolt, and then you go to that bolt. Dude, it's, it's, I was, you JCSC can't. is a rapid deployment unit, uh -huh. which you have to, which is another thing that I was like, I don't want to jump anymore. Why am I here? Like, I told you guys I'm not jumping anymore. Yeah, so. Let's go back to that because I know you were airborne, but you weren't infantry. So you were in motor, you were in the okay. motor pool, yeah. but you were airborne. Yeah. How the fuck does that work? This was at 82nd uh, and Bragg? In 18th Airborne, airborne Corps. So that, that's the 18th Airborne Corps okay. headquarters. So like uh, 82nd is a division of the 18th Airborne Corps. Okay. Right. So, but in Bragg, in the army, period. If if you want to be airborne, you put in for it. 
Mm-hmm. And like, if you're in Fort Bragg, you're they're gonna give it to you. You're gonna be able to go to school. You gotta hold the mic a little closer. Um, so in Fort Bragg, if you want to be airborne, they're gonna give you the school. Like, like I, you because it's there. It's there. Yeah. Yeah. So like, well, you go to Fort Benning. Oh fuck. Okay. Like you go yeah. to Fort Benning, but it's it's Fort Bragg, dude. It's the home of the airborne. Like, yeah, life is a lot easier for you when you're not a dirty, nasty leg. Well, <laughs> it says right on the gate, welcome to Fort Bragg, where even the STDs are airborne. One hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Vietnam, the Merc. <laughs> like, that's the jokes write themselves. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it doesn't matter what MOS you are, because at the end of the day, right, you're a soldier first, right? Yep. You're like Just like you're a Marine, right? You're a Marine, like doesn't matter what the fuck your job is right you're a marine yeah so and, and the army we're the there same. to fuck shit up and eat crayons Absolutely. and we're all out of crayons <laughs> that's right <laughs> you know some you know the army's the same way you're a soldier first man and like so airborne air assault whatever i try I, air assault's what i wanted what's air assault uh helicopters coming off the okay. rope on a helicopter fast roping kind of like kind repelling of. No, it's, it's, it's fast roping, basically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that's what I wanted to do. That that's that's what I wanted to do was a uh, uh, air assault. But it, if you're in Fort Campbell, Kentucky, you can get air assault all day. But that's also where they had the school. Okay. You know, so hundred and first airborne. Yes. That's, you know, air assault. Uh, but Fort Bragg, not so much. So like, I didn't get that, but I, I only went airborne because we had a very, uh, persuasive first sergeant when I got to a uh, reception. <laughs> Define persuasive. Uh, he was just. He made it sound so great, man. Like, you know. So he was like motivating. He was so fucking motivated, man. Is he this your like, first sergeant that came out of SF? No, 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 no. This guy was just uh just at reception and uh he was like he was all every day, man. He was just upbeat and just like going and he's Those like, are the best ones. He's like he's like, "Hey, hey, so what's going on?" He's like, "Hey, you airborne?" No, first sergeant like that's the wrong answer, huh? <laughs> like, you're supposed to say you're airborne at heart, huh? Like, uh, okay, uh, I we're air, airborne at heart. That's an odd way of putting it. Yeah, airborne like, at heart. That means that, I'm right? not. You know, so and like every day, which I think I was in reception for like a week, and uh, every day, man, it, me and I was with this. Uh, this dude, like, we kind of just kind of hit it off. It, he was uh, uh, probably the smallest Samoan dude that I've ever met in my life. This That's kid. a very, excuse me. That's a very odd thing to hear. The smallest Samoan. Yeah. It sounds like a bad Disney movie. Yeah, like, he was, like, he was, like, <laughs> I mean, he was, like, tall, but, like, super skinny man which is like you're not really Samoan like you know right uh but me and him and we walk in and and every time man first sergeant's hit us like every day about airborne 
And uh, one day I was like, I'm, I look at him and I'm like, hey, man, uh, maybe we should do this airborne thing, man. He's like, I don't know, you think so? And I'm like, like yeah, I mean, that sounds like that, first sergeant that, was running a racket. <laughs> I'm like, Let, let's go talk to first sergeant, you know? And we did, and then he he was then he kind of like settled in, and he said, "Listen, you know, uh, your life will be a lot easier here in Fort Bragg if you're airborne. Trust me, you don't want to be a dirty, nasty leg." <laughs> I'm 19 years old. He's selling it beautifully. <laughs> Just hearing you recount this, I'm like, I want to be airborne. <laughs> right. So, you know, I'm 19 years old. And like, I think uh, the other guy who was like 18. Uh, sold, bro. Let's go. Obviously, you're the leader of the group because you're older, so you must know the life. Or know <laughs> life. Like, he has life experience. He's 19. Yeah, you know, of so course, like, we should go airborne. So we go. And, uh, you know, we go to Fort Benning, and um, that was just uh, a lot of airborne shuffle and uh, practicing the your PLFs, your parachute landing. Falls. I heard it's like two or three weeks that could be condensed into four days. Easily. Yeah. Easily. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 was, it was crazy, though, because uh, when you go – you know, now mind, you know, we're you're we're coming like out of basic training and AIT. Yep. So you're still like kind of in that training, like, oh my god, oh my god. You know, Sergeant, oh, oh my god. god. Oh my god. Like, you know, oh my god, that's a that's an officer, you know, fucking yeah. You know, so but when you get there, man, you're like airborne schools like all kinds of people. Like there's even like Navy, uh Air Force, Marines, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. all all different branches, different ranks. So like it's like, oh shit, like let me ask you a question. So the first time you saw a Navy person, what uniform were they wearing? It was, it was, was it like it, the blue dungarees? No, no, it was BDUs. Okay. Yeah, it was BDUs. Cause like, uh, they, they had to wear BDUs there. Okay. That makes sense. So, uh, when you were in like basic and AIT, did they tell you the thing? Anytime you see shiny, just salute. Pretty much. Yeah. All right. So yeah, the first time much. I went to a Navy base, NAS Pensacola, Naval Air Station, Pensacola, Florida. So it's a training facility. Like they train pilots. That's on one side of the base. So on the side of the base that I was on, it's basically just all aviation mechanics schools. So like everything. So airframes, hydraulics, um, avionics, um, anything aircraft related. So expeditionary runway even. Like, so like those are the guys that go in and like build an, a runway. It's like all sorts of cool stuff. Like found out a lot about military aviation stuff. And then uh, it's a Navy base, but it's a joint training base. So there's everyone there. Marines, Army, if they got something that is cross-trainable, uh, there's Air Force people there. So, But it's mainly Army and Marines. Not Army, it's Navy and Marines. And so we split our training like with the Navy. And first time... I was there and like the Navy has all sorts of different uniforms and their rank just looks foreign. It's upside down yeah. backwards. There's yeah. eagles on it. Don't understand it. Nope. You don't want to nope. even try. Like I, nope. I know a few things and that's about where I'm going to leave it. But in their blue dungarees during the winter, their the blue overcoat that they wear is shiny insignia. Yes. And so like 
it takes you a good two to three weeks to not salute fellow enlisted E3s. <laughs> and literally, the Navy oh. laughs the entire time because they're just like, good morning. You're a fucking E3. Fuck you. Oh, dude, listen, man. I, I didn't experience that until... But then you get to watch new kids coming in from, from MCT going to, you know... Pensacola, they're just walking around the base and then they fucking salute another fucking enlisted person. I didn't experience that until I, I got back to Fort Bragg and going to the chow hall and we see these Navy guys, the shiny stuff. Yep. And we salute like fucking idiots, man. And then like we didn't get salutes back. And we're like, you know, we go through and like, man, those fucking officers are assholes. Fuck the Navy. (laughs) You know? This is, I I think I'm starting to see where the Army-Navy hate's coming from. (laughs) So then. (laughs) Those idiots saluted us. Those idiots didn't salute back. Fuck them. I had, I had, uh, in in the barracks, I had a, um, I want to say it was probably like a 500 megahertz computer. (laughs) That's top of the line. (laughs) (laughs) Compact. It was a compact 500 megahertz computer. This is is getting uh, good. uh, Hold on, I need a sip. I I, I, I pulled up, you know, I I pulled it up on on the search engine. I believe it was Google at the time. I believe it was Google. And I pulled up the the Navy ranks, and I'm like, motherfucker. They were enlisted. <laughs> like, God. So I, I go tell all the guys, you know, and uh, and don't like, salute the Navy fuckers. They're enlisted. <laughs> so, so I could tell you this. So, uh, we fucked up once. So, oh yeah, yeah. What'd you do? Yeah, this was like we got we got so used to just not saluting the Navy. Oh, I see where this uh, is going. It, it, it was an admiral. <laughs> Officer insignia is still the same. It was an admiral. <laughs> <laughs> that that wasn't a good experience. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, that wasn't a good experience. Uh, it was five of us. Um, he waited for an army NCO mm-hmm. to come by. He stops him, and he says, uh, tells him what happened, and he says, I got this, sir. <laughs> that wasn't good, man. <laughs> I could see that. Um, That's either going to go one or two ways. Takes you five feet away. Fuck that guy. Or it takes you five feet away, and you're all fucked. Yeah, we were all fucked. I could um, see that. Let's put it this way. I didn't want to eat anymore afterwards. I just wanted to go. Took you to the tree line, made you see God? Yeah. 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 We, none of us ate lunch that day. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, kind of hard to eat lunch after you puke. Yeah. It's doable, but it's not enjoyable. Yeah. So, you know, you can't do that anymore. Yes, I've heard this. I've heard this multiple times, and I'm like, Huh, interesting. Why? I, I'm, Apparently it's mean. Yeah. Um, 
you know, that's one of the reasons why it can go too far, though. It can, man. But uh, I mean, like, so they did not build character. I actually think about it. Made me good at push-ups, but I was also pretty good at them before. Like, adversity builds character. Mm-hmm. You know? And, like, I feel like that kind of stuff, man. Like, I mean, you know, that situation, right? Honest mistake. I feel like. Like, right. we're not in the fucking Navy. How do we know? It's not, not like the army like takes a long time to teach you like ranks like for different branches, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And you know, different uniform, don't know where to look, like I mean you know, it's just different, right? So like honest mistake and but we got we got the shit smoked out of us, man. Like you know, and but I think back at it and you know, laugh about it and you know Shit, the next day we were all laughing about it. Right. You know? And uh, we learned. And at the same time, like, I mean, nobody bitched out. Nobody, like, started crying or anything. Nobody, like, you know, we just did it and and just powered through it, man. Like, like that doesn't happen anymore. Like, nobody's powering through shit. Now it's like, as soon as it gets difficult, I'm out. I'm done. Stop. Stop, freeze. I'm done. This this sucks. I, I don't like it. You know? Uh, I don't know if they still have them, but at one point in the Army, they were doing stress cards. I did hear that. I want to say it was after I got out. Like, I heard about it. I'm like, that's a joke, right? No. Like, legit. Yeah. So, you know, like, I, I mean, that's, and that's military, you know, let alone real life, you know, how much shit you have to struggle through growing up. Very good amount. Yeah. You know, I know I did more than some, less than others, you know, like, fuck, man, like, like, I know what it's like to be worried about. Worried as a kid, right? Like, 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 uh, man, are we are we good? Do we have a home? Mm-hmm. Even, right? Which is crazy because in Puerto Rico, this was never a problem, right? In the states, it was a problem. You know, right? Uh, we just didn't have money like that. You know, so like, or you know, do we do we have anything to eat? You know, fortunately, my mom could make anything taste good. You know, that's a blessing. So, like, she just made it happen. Mm-hmm. But, like, I think back and it's like, wow, man, my mom was like a superhero, man. <laughs> like, you know, how, how she did what she was able to do, you know, mm-hmm. without especially like once my dad was out of the picture, she did it on her own. You know, so like that's that's a big deal. You know, and like, 
I think now I'm like, man, like I just I just don't see like kids like really being able to deal with shit, man. You know? Yeah. But at the same time, they're exactly what we talked about earlier. They're bigger, they're stronger, they're faster, they're smarter. Yeah. But they're less resilient. A lot less resilient. So isn't the correct answer to be to build the resiliency instead of forcing it? You would think. Mm-hmm. You would think, but like, but it feels like, like, in society, if you try to build it, you're wrong. Now, you can do it, like, if it's my kids, I can build it with my kids. Nobody can tell me what to do there, even though they try. I think you should build it with your peer group. It's exactly what we were talking about earlier. Like, have like build up those around you, like what you're saying with your Best Buy workers. Right. Like, you built each other up instead of broke each other down. Right. So, and like, also what I was saying, like, you're the average of the five people you're around the most. So, if you're around that, you can build your friends up. While they build you up in that way also, like you can build up each other's resiliency. So like, let's say, I know not everyone does this because we can look at the uh, average uh, body fat percentage of an American. And like, if you have workout buddies and you guys work out with each other and you just keep pushing each other and pushing each other, that's a form of resiliency you're building. Like if you're pushing your friend groups to be smarter and get better grades, like, I can get a better test score than you on this next exam. Like that's kind of building resiliency. Like, so you, you can do it or be like, we're going to go outside when it's snowing and who can stand outside the longest with their shirt off. Stupid shit like that. Right. Not like I can drink more beers than you. That's not resiliency. That's just fun. (laughs) (laughs) But sometimes your resiliency can be fun, but not in that case. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, I know with with my with my group, right? Mm-hmm. With my circle, I know I do it, right? Like, but I naturally do that anyways. Like, like I, I'm naturally, I want the people that I know and love to do well. Yes, I don't care if it's like whether they're better than me or not means nothing to me, right? Like, I mean, if it's not, then yeah, it does mean something because I want them to be better. Like, I want everybody to do well, right? So, like, like I always, like, I, 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 I'm always, like, I'm constantly, like, telling them, like, hey, man, like, do this, like, you're, you're doing good, or, like, you know, pumping them up mm-hmm. to, to, like, hey, man, like, don't worry about it. Like they'll call me up with a problem and I'm like, and I, and I'm constantly like that reinforcement of like, Hey man, like don't worry about it. We can get through it, man. It's there's ways and you know, things like that. Um, but how I can't, I can't make sure that they transfer that to their kids though. Yeah, that's true. You can't guarantee that they're going to transfer that onto the next generation, but you can encourage them to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a fact. I, I, but I don't know what it is like with, if it's just because like, um, 
you know how you tr- like you try to give your kids everything that you didn't have, but uh, often you forget to give them what you did have. Yes and no. Like I want to give them better life than me. So like I don't have biological kids. Like my ex-wife had kids, so I had stepkids. But they were essentially mine, even though they had a father right. that was in the picture. He's a great <laughs> dude. He's a friend of mine. Um, but like, I want them to have stability, positive male role models. Like I didn't have those things. Um, and like, <clears throat> I wanted them to like know what good foods were, how to make it, how to do stuff. Like I wanted them to like explore on their own, but also be taught and slightly guided. So like they have their own interests, but I'd still take them to do things. But like, Hey, like you guys want to go try rock climbing this weekend? And they did. And then, you know, being smart enough to go, like, they can only make it 20 minutes, but it cost me $25 for each of them. Like, their hands hurt. We're, yeah. we're done. Yeah. Like, they can't climb anymore, even if, like, you sure you don't want to try? Yeah, my hands hurt. All right, let's go. Like, that's building one resiliency in them, teaching them something right. new. But you still have to be smart enough to go, there's the line. Let's go get something to eat. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like I do that I do that with my kids, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is something that I consciously just know that like I want I want them to have things that I didn't have, but I also want them to have what I did, you know? Um the, all the positive stuff. But I don't see it uh with others, right? Like like I I see where they're more focused on giving them what they didn't have. You know, and they forget often what they forget is discipline. Discipline also needs an incentive, though. Discipline just to discipline. I think you're going to get the opposite of what you want. So when I say discipline, it's it's not like... um, like, are you talking about disciplining your children, or are you no, talking about, like, you no, need self-discipline? Just self-discipline. All right, okay. Right, because, like, you can ask my wife, man. Like, I've, like I've never, I never lay, I've never laid hands on my kids, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I shouldn't have to. Right. You know? Um, I'm not saying that it's, like, a bad thing. Obviously, like, if you're, like, abusing your kids, yeah. You know, but, um. You know, like my kids have discipline. Like when my kids go to somebody's house, they're well behaved. You know, when we go out places, they're well behaved. One of the best compliments that me and my wife get as parents is your kids are great. Oh my mm-hmm. God. Like they're so well behaved, <laughs> you know? And it's not because like we're, because I'm like the, the easiest dad. Like, they, like I'm, I give them everything, you know, but they do know the line, you know, even though I've never had, I've never laid hands on them, anything like that, but they know that, Hey, like we're we're good here. There's a line. (laughs) They don't cross that line. You know, um, I see kids all the time, man. That like just, and I'm around a lot of kids, man. 
Well, it's because those kids can test the waters and push the buttons way too hard. Right. And they've right. gotten away with it. Exactly, man. It's like... I know. I was one of those kids. <laughs> <laughs> you, you. I'll see, admit it. You see that, like, you know, just too often, man. Like, um, and I don't know, man. I mean, I... Maybe there's some there's something to that where, where like those kids that test the waters, you know, like they, you know, they, they're maybe they're they get to be more creative or something. I don't know, man. I, I don't know. I just I don't know the answer, right? Like being a parent's hard. <laughs> like, you know, it's a it, it's tough to like because I don't want to like make my kids be like too guarded or like too like oh my god don't do that like too scared to do things you also don't want to make them go as soon as they get out of your house go free and go wild yeah that's for sure that's where the discipline comes in you know where they know that there's that line and they know that um you know wait that's not good you know that's bad like Um, knowing when the vibes are bad and they're like i should go yeah yeah, yeah, for sure. And hey, I got a girl too, so like, mm-hmm. you know, even how many more. kids do you have? I got two. Okay, yeah, both girls? One. No, a boy and a girl. Okay. Right, well, my my daughter's older. She's she's a uh, twelve, mm-hmm. and my son he's uh going on. He'd be ten this year. Those are good ages. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man. Um, as soon as your boy hits about thirteen, fourteen, you start going. Ah, why couldn't she be a girl? <laughs> yeah man uh, they're both man they're both just great kids man like they're so low maintenance <laughs> like, you know uh, it, they're just so easy mm-hmm. uh, but I think you know is I'm big on discipline man I always have been so like they grew up that way mm-hmm so they're easy kids to deal with, you know. I mean, I, and we and I have a good marriage. That's also a very I have a important great part. marriage. So that's going to give them the standard for what they should seek and expect, but they just don't know it yet. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that has a lot to do with it, man. Like the other thing I've heard that the way you treat your daughter is how subconsciously she's going to expect to be treated yeah by a man yeah so that's a good thing yeah yeah um i know that obviously the kids look at everything so the mm-hmm. way that i am with my wife uh and obviously the way that i treat her you know uh my daughter and uh like that's setting her up for the future, right? Yeah. So like, um, you know, every married couple has, you know, little uh, arguments and things like that, but we don't do that in front of the kids, you know, ever. Which is a good thing. So all they see is that, you know, I love my wife. Look at how I treat her. I treat her great, you know, like open the door for her and, you know, all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, so 
or how beautiful she is, all of that good stuff, right? So, like, I've got, you know, friends of mine when they, they you know, it's another great compliment, right? They say that, uh, you know, that me and my wife, they're like, we're like the best couple. Right. And um, they're like, when they ask me for advice, I'm just like, yeah, so like you have kids, right? But like, you two have to come first before the kids. If 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 your marriage isn't right, if you just focus on the kids first, it ain't gonna work. I believe it. Yeah, it's not gonna work. You know, you gotta have date nights. Definitely, you you have to like do those things that like. Just like before, like, you know, when, when when you before the kids, right, like you have to keep that going. You know, if you don't keep that going, then it, that's not going to be right. And then if that's not right, then kids aren't going to be right. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, I feel like it's simple. It's easy for me. Right. Like. I I married. Someone that I, I truly, truly love. Right. Yeah. Um, I also decided that, you know, when, before getting married, I was like, if if I, you know, again, I come from a, a, a home where my, my, my dad split. Right. So like um, not that he wasn't around, but he, you know, he left. So. Uh, I was like, I, I never want that to happen. Right. So. In my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to get married until I know for a fact that I don't want, like, that that I'm not craving that attention from other women. Mm-hmm. Right? So right. I got all that out of my system. And then when it was, when I was with my wife, which, <laughs> like this, it's crazy. <laughs> I like crazy. <laughs> so Hit me. My wife's mom, uh, when she first got to Tampa, her first job was working for one of my aunts. Okay. So my aunt had a uh, adult living facility, like a nursing home. Yes. And she worked for her. Okay. The house that they that her mom still lives in to this day. Um, my aunt helped her find it. Nice. That's your mother-in-law? My mother-in-law. Nice. Uh, we never, I, I didn't know who they were. Like, I didn't know her. Mm-hmm. I didn't know anything. Didn't know any of this, right? Like, this, didn't know. Like, this is just totally crazy, kind of like in the stars, kind of yeah, like woo-woo yeah. greatness. So like, my mother-in-law knew... Like, basically, my whole family. Huh. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. So, uh, I I saw my, uh, my, well, my now wife uh, in high school. So, I was a, a young senior, right? So, like, I graduated at 17. Okay. And uh, so, at the time, so she was a she was a freshman, 
And I remember, <laughs> like, I saw her, like, it was at lunchtime. And I saw her, and she has this beautiful hair. And I'm like, man, who is that? I had a girl at the time. <laughs> no. So not you. So uh I um uh, I saw her, you know, and I'm like, dang, you know, I'm like looking at her and I'm like, and I'm waiting for her to turn around because I'm like, you know, man, I'm hoping that everything matches up. And uh and then she turned around and I was like, wow. Like She's gorgeous, like beautiful, man. You know, and like, I'm like, wow, man, that's like, I was just like, wow, right? And, uh, you know, no, nothing, right? I'm in high school, bro. So, like, you know, it is what it is, right? But I found out that she was good friends with like, one of my best friends back then uh, with mm-hmm. his sister. And uh, so I kind of kind of met up and uh, got to talk to her. And, like, you know, we flirted and all that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nothing because she wasn't that type of girl, right? Like the other girls that I could, like, be like, hey, listen, like they knew I had a girl and they still went out with me, right? Right. <laughs> so, like, but she wasn't that type of girl. So, uh, you know, I wasn't like trying to like disrespect her or anything because I really like she was different. Like, I could tell she was different, you know? Smart move. So, sounds like it's worked out in your favor so far. <laughs> so, you know, possibly even hers too. <laughs> I, uh, I'll never forget this, man, because like she, she kind of got me one time, man. Uh, I was with my girl at the time. And, uh, you know, we had, like, talked here and there and, like, just kind of, you know, flirt from afar type thing, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, I was walking with my girl at the time, and I was going to our shared locker. <laughs> shared locker. Okay. Right? I remember a few kids having those that <sighs> I never had a high school disgusting. girlfriend, so I didn't. It's disgusting, man. Jeez. It's only disgusting if you don't want it. I would probably smack my kid if (laughs) (laughs) the one time I'll lay hands on him. (laughs) If he told me how to shared locker with his girl. What if it was your daughter? What if she said that? Oh, like I'm going to kill that boy. I live in Florida. I'm going to kill his dad. I know where the Everglades are. (laughs) There's tigers there. So, uh, so I've heard (laughs) and other things. Um, giant boas at least. So, I'm I'm walking with her and like and and my now wife Vanessa, uh, she she says I think I did I kind of like saw her but like I was with my girl so I didn't say anything so we keep we turn and we start walking towards the locker and she goes like oh you're not gonna say hi bro. Mm. Bro, yes. She went off on me, dude. The girlfriend, my girl. At the time. I could see that. She went off on me, dude. Like, 
who's that? Oh, my God. And, you know, she's a beautiful girl. So, you know, she was obviously intimidated. Right. Mm -hmm. So, like. That's when you channel your spicy inner black lady, snap your fingers and goes, she's Vanessa. (laughs) (laughs) Dude. So. That doesn't work. Never. Nobody try that. So if like that wasn't enough, right. Get to the locker. She opens the locker, and a note falls out. I wasn't expecting that. Yes. Yeah, you're done in this one. And it's like a secret admirer thing, man. And, like, she's, like, saying all this stuff, and I'm like. Oh, yes. And I'm like, how is that my fault? So, you know, because you look too good. I was in a doghouse, dude. I was oh, in a doghouse yeah. on that, man. Like, which, and I deserved it anyways, bro. Like, I was horrible. I was horrible to her, man. This, like, the story has a happy ending to me, though. She had no idea, but I was horrible to her, you know? Like, I it, mean, it doesn't have a happy ending for her. Uh, well, maybe it does. I don't know what she's doing now. You know, that girl, she's. She might have realized that, you know, you know baseball players aren't her type. We're no good, you know, especially like in high school. Like I'm good now, but but yeah. like so so anyway. So like um, so I well, I think I, I graduated and like you know, go figure. This sounds horrible, man. This this sounds horrible because like I, I I dated her. I dated her for like a month, basically. Okay, I, I was graduated from high school and she was still in high school. <laughs> this is your wife, <laughs> my wife now. Okay. Yeah. Um, mind, we're only two years apart in age. That's fine, you know. Uh, still, man, that's creepy, man. Like, you know, you're like graduated from high school. She's still in high school, you know. That's a that's a blurry line, right? Yeah. There. So, like, you know, I don't know anything, dude. So, like, we dated for like it was like a month, and like I pick her up and everything, and you know, whatever, and like, uh, and I really liked her, you know. Um, but then she stopped calling me. Mine, I'm not used to this because I'm used to girls calling me. So I'm like, I'm not going to call you then. You know, I'm like, <laughs> yep, yep. So, you know, my pride took over, right? So I'm like, I'm like, I'm not going to call you hell out of here like you know you're not you don't call me i won't call you so finally like and i remember this man it was like uh, december of like it was december 2000 okay uh she calls me and i'm just like about time i'm like hey what's up she's like I would, I'm like, and I was just pissed and whatever, and like we ended it, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. So whatever, you know. Then after that, and, you know, my thing. I don't know what whatever she did and all that, and uh, we're like kind of went our separate ways, man. I I never thought that I would ever run into her ever again. Ever, I went to army. So, 
Then let's fucking fast forward. I want to know the end of this. So did you meet up with her after the army? So she, so I was, uh, I was in and this was, uh, I just got back from AIT. Okay. Right. For everyone listening, that's advanced individual training. So that's a school after basic, right? Yeah. Got it. So I just got back from AIT. Um, and I was hanging out with my cousin who's, he, he's like my little brother. Mm-hmm. Um, he starts telling me about that. He's got a, he, he's got a class with this girl. And uh, he he starts describing her to me, and I'm like, "Hey, man, is her name Vanessa?" Yeah, how'd you know? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Except it was more like, "Are you serious, bro? <laughs> what the fuck? Can I have anything nice?" <laughs> so uh, I'm like. Man, like we yeah, we 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 went out for a little bit and uh so I was like I was like, Do you got her num do you have her number? He says, Yeah. So he gives me her number. So I called her up and she picked up the phone. <laughs> you know, I guess back She didn't know the number. Back in them back in them days, right? You know? So back when the world was wild and you answered phone <laughs> numbers from things you didn't know, and you're just like, Hello? So she picked up You're not up. a serial killer, great. <laughs> you know, she picked up and like and uh, you know, I kinda like hey, what's up? Whatever, and, you know. And uh set up the we met up at I think it was like her birthday or something, 'cause like it this was like around her birthday September eleventh figure uh <laughs> and um and that's, that's about crazy. that time so like i um we set up we met up at, at the movie theater and uh dude and like then it was like that was it and like ever since then man it was like no looking back no regrets no back man no no regrets perfect <laughs> like it was like I knew then I was like, nah, man, this is like, I can't, I can't let her go. Like, I knew it. So did you get married while you were in the army? Cause how, wait, how long were you in for? So, so uh, my first contract was only two years. Okay. So I briefly got out for like three months, basically. Got out for three months, and that's when you went reserves. And uh, and uh, so what happened was I I did reserves while I was out, mm-hmm. but then I got orders while I was in reserves, so I can work full time. Yes, at the unit. Right. Uh-huh. So then, uh, I did. I did orders for like man, I did orders for a while, dude. <laughs> uh, and then I did AGR. I mm-hmm. got picked up for AGR. So we got married in 2005, which was right before I went to recruiting. Okay. Right before. So it was uh, December. We, we got officially married December 18th of 2005. 
That was like on paper. Just as the piece? Uh, we did like a little thing. Okay. You know? And then the, the following year, we did like a big wedding. Got it. Nice. Yeah. That's a good way to do it. Yeah. So we, we did it that way. So, um, yeah, December 18, 2005 was like the official. So I was, uh, I was recruiting. Nice. Officially recruiting. And then you went back to active duty? Uh, no. St- stayed, stayed at uh, stayed reserve. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. At JCSC. And that's in Florida. Yeah. Yep. And were you AGR or on orders for that? Yeah. AGR. Okay. AGR. And uh, then when I was done with that, because I only had like, like a few months left, I just. I wanted to stay recruiting, honestly. Really? Yeah. Because at the time, it, you know, it, 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 I put You were in, in a rhythm? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I put in the that work, makes sense. But I was like, you know, my wife, you know, we're in Jacksonville. Jacksonville sucks. Like Jacksonville, Florida, not North Carolina for everyone who's listening. Because I know Florida, I have friends yeah, in North Carolina. Florida. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville, Florida sucks so much that like. We didn't even live there. We lived in really? Palm Coast. Where so is I, that? I had to drive 50 miles. Okay. Just to get to my recruiting station. Yeah. Like, but I hated Jacksonville, dude. Palm Coast is great. Palm Coast is like in between St. Augustine and um, and Daytona. Okay. That's it. Great little town. Uh, as a matter of fact, next week. That's where I'll be. That's where I'm staying at in bike week. Perfect. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, she, she was kind of homesick and stuff. If you so go they, by St. Augustine, tell the saint I said hello. We must be related. <laughs> the name's the same. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so, so, uh, so yeah, I was like, I, I, I tried to just get into Tampa Battalion. Right. And uh, and I'd even I'd even ask for like Tampa Company. I was like, get me a paragraph and line number in Tampa Battalion, so that way I can at least be Tampa. Mm-hmm. And um, they were like telling me that I needed to extend first. That's how they get you. And I'm like, I'm not gonna extend. Like, you give me a paragraph and line number, and I'll do it. But if you don't have, if you don't get me a paragraph and line number, I'm not gonna extend, man. So I didn't extend in, in recruiting. Like I was, uh-huh. I, and, and I, I was a, I converted to 79 Romeo, to like actual recruiter. Okay. So like when you convert to recruiter, they got you. So is that like converting to Catholicism? It's worse. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> How long would a recruiter re- work, like in the same area? Because I know uh, up to five years. Okay, I, yeah, that sounds maybe that's right. Because my oldest brother went in the army around. It's been sixth or seventh grade, so it was like eighty six, eighty or not eighty six, ninety six or ninety seven. And I know he had one recruiter. My buddy Bobby, who's the one who was stationed at in Hawaii, he had that same recruiter. And then I 
think my brother had the same recruiter and he went in right after 9-11 also. Yeah. So both my brothers went Army. I went Marines. They loved that. <laughs> <laughs> Huge fans of me making that move. Um, but yeah, all three of them had the same recruiter. And I'm just like, looking back on it, I'm just like, I didn't think it was weird at the time. But now I'm like, I know some dudes who like were Marine recruiters and it's a two-year stint. Yeah, well, Marines is different. Marines, yeah, yeah they constantly change, man. Mm. Like, uh, the the three years that I was in Jacksonville, man, I saw, I saw quite a few different uh, Marine recruiters, and, and I told even, you how that kind of went down. Yeah, too. you did. Uh, <laughs> but like, even when I was in delayed entry program, so I had one recruiter, and so there's. RS Buffalo, Recruiting Station Buffalo. Then there's Recruiting Substation Jamestown, New York. And that's where they were technically, quote unquote, working out of. But then my town had like an outpost of the Recruiting Substation. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So like, you know, that took care of like the North County because Jamestown was in the South County. It's fucking huge county. Yeah. And so I got recruited by one guy. And then he actually went to, so the recruiting substation Jamestown, like dipped down into Warren, Pennsylvania area too, because like yeah. it's a fucking kind of no man's land, even though it's in Pennsylvania, it was still covered by New York. And then he went down there, which was where he was from. And we got a new guy. I got along with pretty well, actually very well. Uh, and he was from, like along the lake shore somewhere, but closer to Buffalo. And he took over for that outpost. So that's how that went. So I had like two recruiters, but I technically got recruited by one. Yeah. And I didn't know any of the dudes from Jamestown. I was just like, who are you people? Yeah, it, you fucking it's, freaks. It's, it's way different with uh, Marines. And, and I, honestly, man, it, to be a Marine recruiter, I feel like you just got to go, how are you at pull-ups? And do you like the movie Full Metal Jacket? Dude, the the Marines are actually, to me, they're the best recruiters. I believe it. Like, I modeled my recruiting style after Marines. Mm -hmm. I didn't do the Army way at all. I I couldn't stand the Army way. You know, um, I just... Do you go to a schoolhouse for recruiting in the Army? Okay. Yeah. I know the Marines do too, it's, but I just didn't know if you did. It sucks. <laughs> I mean, it's it's not it's not good. I believe it. It's not good. Like I mean, it, it's not it's, you you don't really learn it. It's not enough time to learn how to be a recruiter. I think it was like I forgot how many weeks it was. Maybe seven tops. I mean, it doesn't it, sound like enough. It wasn't enough time. Like like however long it was, I, I can't remember exactly, but it, it it's. It was definitely not enough time to really learn how to be a recruiter. Uh, the The way they teach you, man, is like, you know, oh, you know, we got bonuses and school and all this stuff, and I'm like, that's stupid. That's stupid. Now, mind, I already had sales a sales background. Mm-hmm. So like, and I was still am good at sales. So I'm like, this, this is not going to work. Right. Because like you're trying to get somebody to commit, 
100% because not only do you have to get them to commit, they have to ship. Yes. Right? So <clears throat> you can get somebody to move their head north and south, right? And just to say yes. Yes. That's easy to do. But how do you maintain that commitment through the delayed entry program? Yeah. Or what's called future soldier program now, right? Like, Is that the same thing with a different name? Same thing, different name, whatever, yeah. you know. Uh, especially a senior. A senior in high school. Okay. You know, if you sign them up at the beginning of the school year, you got, you got to make sure that he's committed the whole time. Babysit. Or even even better, we had a program. It was called the Chiz program. That's what we called it, uh, which is uh, currently in high school. How they get Chiz out of that, you tell me. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. Ch- chiz. It's Chiz. So it currently should be a Z, but I mean. currently in high school is what it what it what it really is. What the name of it? So that's a Kiss. junior. Chiz. <laughs> That's a that's a oh. junior in high school who goes to basic training in the I've, summer. I've heard of this. Right. Yes. They go to basic training in the summer, come back, do their senior year, and then they go to AIT. I want to say I knew a kid. I, someone told me about this when I was in high school. I won't say his name, but I knew a guy did that I f- swear he was reserves I thought he was fucking with me <laughs> I'm like you did not spend your summer break in army basic training like you're fucking with me <laughs> like no way <laughs> they yeah. took your dumb ass who probably didn't pass the ASVAB and <laughs> it's questionable whether you're going to graduate <laughs> But he did. He was telling the truth, and he did graduate. And I was just like, okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was a thing. So, like, you know, I, when I first started, you know. And he was reserves. uh, Yeah. We're not going to hold that against him. (laughs) I hold other things against that guy. (laughs) But, you know, uh, when I first started, they put you with, like, you know, whoever the senior recruiter is and, like, you know, you go out and see how they do it. And and uh, after the first classroom presentation that we did, I immediately, I was like, I'm not doing it this way. I'm not doing it this way. It was just uh, too much of a rah-rah, look at what we can give you, that kind of crap, you know, like come on man like you're you're not gonna be rich you're not you're not gonna become a millionaire in the in the military you know and and, and the you could be rich in camouflage <laughs> yeah that's about it right so like you know i just never liked it and uh and, and i heard the marines one time do a presentation and i was like and then then i saw the reaction of the kids and I was like, son of a bitch. That's pretty good. That's good. Dude, he just played on their ego. 
Oh, fuck yeah. Just played on their ego. 75% of the Marine Corps is just pure ego. The other 25% is the dress blues, and that's the ego, too. Dude, this guy basically went in there and told him, like, none of you guys can do this. Like, I'm wasting my time. (laughs) Yeah, that's a solid move that they have. Uh, The other one is when they're desperate at the end of the month is, uh, you know, dress blues will get you laid. (laughs) Yeah, man, I mean, you know. You know, it's the best looking and most iconic uniform. Women love it. Except around Marine Corps bases. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, man. So like, I saw that man, and I and I was like, "That's the way, right there. That's the way to do it." Mm-hmm. So I went in every time, man, and like, and I would just play on that ego, man, and just be like, hey, "Listen, you know, I'm telling you guys all this, but the fact is that most of you guys can't do this." I'm just gonna be honest with you. Most of you guys can't do this. Um, you know, it's it's an honor to do this, and uh, you know, unfortunately, most of you guys are just not qualified. So it is it's only gonna be, you know, I'm looking at the class, and I'm like, out of all of you here, maybe one of you can actually get this done, can actually go through with it. So, so uh, you know, um. It's it's great opportunities, but you know, unfortunately, it's not for many. And and, and I would just go from there and just be like, you know, and I forget my lines, but like I I I used to make them do something like physical. Uh-huh. And uh, when I started doing my presentations that way, I started getting like crazy amount of uh, you know, responses, uh, responses, and like. Oh, you know, I I, want to talk to you, Sergeant G. You know, (laughs) I want to talk to Sergeant G. And then all of a sudden, the whole school was like wanting to talk to Sergeant G. (laughs) You know? I used to ride my bike over there, you know? Like your Harley or like a pedal bike? Had a crotch rocket. Had a crotch rocket. Okay, okay. Yeah, had a a ZX6. Kawasaki ZX6. So just showing off. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's right. You want to join the army? You got to. You got to be cool, right? You got to be cool. You got to be physical. You got to look good in a uniform. You know, you think you can handle that, tough guy? I park my bike up in the front and like, and then I I would hear him like, I'd be in the office and I, hey, Sergeant G's here. Sergeant G's here. Nice. So I did a good job. That's that's a solid move. I I totally dig all of that. I had a buddy. I think he's still in. He's got to be coming up on his 20 now. Uh, He picked up E5 before anyone else in our peer group because, like, our class went through both schoolhouses together. through A and C school. So A school in Pensacola, C school at New River. That's the finishing school for – for the Osprey for working on that. So like, and then we went to the unit cause there's only one unit of Ospreys that you could go to at that time. And he got picked for, so he reenlisted and then got picked for recruiting back in his home state. And they put him in central Pennsylvania instead of over by Pittsburgh where he's from. So me and another buddy went and visited him once while he was recruiting. And he's like, yeah, like I just have fun with it. Like what? And like, 
one of the things was like, I have tactical Tuesdays, so I just dress in a ghillie suit just because I can. <laughs> I'm like, that's outstanding. I'm like, how do you recruit people? He was like, I don't lie. I'm brutally honest about how much they suck and don't, it sucks and nobody believes me. Exactly. I'm like, I'm like, well, one, that's wild, but also it's because I've lived it, it so I know how much it sucks. And thinking back, I'm like, I don't think that would have worked on me either. Like, I'd be like, fuck yeah, I'm, like, I'm joining the Marines. You cannot stop me. No one that I put in the army could say that that, that I lied to him. And I, and I and I wear. That I can honestly pride. say that the lying that happened in the recruiting office was me to the recruiter. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I wear it with pride, man, because the whole time in three years that I recruited, I had one person that didn't ship, and the only reason he didn't ship was because he went ghost, man. Like he and and he was like a troubled kid, man, uh-huh. like. So, like, I couldn't get a hold of him, and he needed to go take his GED test. Yeah. And he never went. Then he was crying and, like, oh, my God, can I? I, You know, at that point, I was like, I'm done with you, dude. I can't. If I can't reach you, I can't work with you. Yep. You know? So, so yeah, man, he, in three years. If you can't do the first step, how do you think you're going to do once you get to the, I don't know what you guys call it. We call it the fleet. You know, like once there's people not holding your hand as much, what do you think is going to happen? In doing three, you a favor in three years, one debt loss—that's like that's unheard of, man. That's that's stupid numbers. Like, that's pretty fucking solid. I, I, I did, I did very well. I don't you know, know how many people you put in total, or how many would it, but that's got to equal above ninety-nine percent. Oh, dude, it was. Uh, I put in. 60 something I believe it was okay so it's 60 one yeah it's still in the high 90 percentages that's fucking awesome so yeah man like I mean I think anyone who says they can do their job above 90 percent is doing fucking awesome I would say so yeah <laughs> but you know so I, I I enjoyed it man I mean it, it sucked man like I mean we worked 14 hour days dude like I would leave it because I've seen my recruiters do it I would leave the house. My wife was sleeping. I got Mm -hmm. home. My wife was sleeping. Like, it was that crazy, man. I believe it. You know? I'll never forget, man. I had back-to-back days where I worked. I had to get up at 3 in the morning, go pick up these kids in Stark, Florida, take them to go in process. One of them for whatever reason, couldn't make it all the way through. So I had to do it again. I got home at, at, at midnight that day. So up at three in the morning, got home at midnight to be up at three in the morning again, got home at midnight. That's a long day. Two days in a row. Woo. Yeah. But the longer you do it, better you get at it and the less you work you know so that's that's not, I, I wanted to stay in it you know but it didn't happen but you mm-hmm. know so did all that afterwards and then with the reserve thing like well the jcse thing just sucked and you know i was just like, all right man i'm and i was all hurt too at the time like i 
uh, I had already had my injuries. Like I got surgery on both of my legs and all of that. So is that why you skip leg day? Part of why I skip leg day. I'll accept that. <laughs> <laughs> Fine. You know, so I, you know, surgery on both of my legs. A squat is bench press up the legs. Yeah, my, you know, my, uh, my back's all jacked up, man. I got, yeah, I got two it. ruptured discs on my freaking neck. I mean, dude, I, I got a laundry list, man. So, like, I was like, all right, man, I, I need to just be out, you know, and just do the civilian thing and, you know. So none of those things were service-related? Everything was service-related. Is it documented? Yeah. yeah good. I'm, 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 I got a pension. Not good. So, you know. Uh, so not a med set, but kind of. Kind of, yeah. Because yeah. uh, unfortunately, they kind of played me on it, you know. Um, mm-hmm. Because my contract was up, they basically made it to where like I couldn't re-enlist. They they put a bar to re-enlist because of the medical, right? So that now you can't re-enlist. So now we don't have to go through a board so that they can medically separate me and retire me. Like oh, I that's a dirty been. move. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So hmm. so that's why I didn't get a medical retirement. Like I should have. Yeah. Yeah, that's understandable. <clears throat> so, but it is what it is, dude. You know, look, I, I got, I, I started in wastewater, right? Like didn't know what it was. I just kind of wanted to get a job with, like, the city or the county. Yep. Because it just felt like, you know, okay, well, I, I don't know what else to do, so let me get a job with the city or the county. You know, it's good benefits and all that, right? Yeah. So I got a job with uh, Hillsborough County as a operator trainee for wastewater. Mm-hmm. I had no idea what that job other than it sounds shitty like and yeah at the time i didn't give a fuck like i was like uh-huh. i'll take whatever so like uh i'll never forget i was actually we were thinking about moving to puerto rico me and my wife um and i actually went to puerto rico to look for a job and while i was in puerto rico i get a call from hillsborough county and uh, and that that's because I had I did one interview uh, for the wastewater plant, but I didn't get a call back. So I was like, man, you know, I'm I, I got to obviously the next move is Puerto Rico. So I was like, you know, we were just thinking about, it. Like, yeah, fine, let's go, you know, let's go to Puerto Rico. And like, so I went over there first and like, you know, I was looking for a job and I get a call and they're like, hey, uh, uh want you to come back for another interview mm-hmm. got on a plane and like i think it was like uh, it was like uh i need you here on monday and it was like friday like noon. sunday or something oh shit <laughs> or like like saturday or something like that dude and like i actually missed my interview because my plane got canceled my flight got canceled fuck so, uh, but it was cool, you know, so I, I was able to do it the next day. And, uh, and I, you know, I got the job. And mm-hmm. uh, so I started in wastewater and I, 
I was thinking it was going to be crazy, right? Because, like, uh, the guy, Luke, Luke Armstrong, I'll never forget, because he called me up and he said, he said, hey, you apply for a job in wastewater. You still interested? I'm like, I didn't know I did. I didn't know that I did. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely I, I said, interested. I said, I said, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's like, so look, man, you're going to be shoveling shit. You're going to be going up and down stairs all day. It's three, it's, uh, you know, seven days a week, 365, you know, night and day. You still interested? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, you know, see you on whatever day at whatever time. And I'm like, that's a hell of an interview. So like, uh, so yeah, so you know, this sucks. Do you want it? Yes. (laughs) So the second time, you know, I got the job and then when, uh, when I got, when I got to start doing the work, the, the, the job, I was like, I'm waiting to be shoveling shit and doing all this craziness. It never happened. That's good. Then time goes by and I'm like, is, is this it? Like, this is the job. And like, so I, I went and like the, our senior operator at the time, I said, Hey, um, I gotta ask you something, man. This, this might sound dumb, man, but I'm sorry. You know, like I, like what we've done so far, is this the job? Like this, or do we do anything else? He's like, looks at me all weird, and I'm like, I was told we were gonna be shoveling shit, man. Like. <laughs> <laughs> So, like, he's like, yeah, man, you're an operator. And I'm like, listen, man, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so he's like, look, man, this is all we do is that we sample and we, we run the process, and that's it. If, if, a, if something goes wrong, a pump goes out or whatever, you call a mechanic. If you got an electrical problem, you call an electrician. <laughs> yeah. You know, not mine. We did have to de-rag pumps and stuff like that because, like, you're working on a weekend or whatever. Mm-hmm. You, you can't wait on somebody to get there, so you, you do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. But for the most part, man, it was the easiest damn job I ever had in my life. That's fantastic. You know? So I'm like, man, I like this. So then, you know, I went and I, I got my wastewater license, you know, my C license. Mm-hmm. And uh, then... Okay, you know, I kept that going, and uh, Hillsborough County didn't pay well, so things got kind of shitty over there. And like, the reason I stayed at Hillsborough County was because um, it was like a good environment, and really, really, that was it. It was a good environment, and and, and I liked my my shift, uh, so I stayed there. But then that changed management yeah so yeah so uh that got me to start looking elsewhere so uh i landed a job with the city of tampa Mm -hmm. a lot better pay um i actually took the job at the city as a trainee 
Which after being an operator, after I was an operator, I took the job as a trainee. I, I just figured like, I don't care. You know, I, I'll, I'll move up. Right. Not knowing what the system was like over there. <laughs> right. I just took it. Um, a risky maneuver, but one you figured would pay off. Right. Um, I, I will say I w- I'm very fortunate that it did pay off. Uh-huh. Uh, they weren't, they're not, their system isn't that great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I managed to, I got there as a trainee. Three months later, I went from a trainee to a tech two. Is that skipping a step? Yeah. That's good. Big jump. So, and they the way, figured they're like, he's got experience. And the way I did it, well, not only that, I had a license. Nice. Mo- most people at the city of Tampa didn't have a license at all. Okay. Mo- most of the people that had a license were the supervisors and they had a licenses. Uh-huh. So it was like the supervisors with an a license and then a bunch of people with no license at all because of the way the permit works is that, uh, with the city, you always have to have, uh, an a license operator on site so they can get away with not everyone having a license. Okay. Where the city of, uh, I mean, Hillsborough County you needed to have a licensed operator at all times. Not an A license, just a licensed operator. Right? Mm-hmm. So so I'm at the city, I'm there, and I you know, I go three months trainee to tech two. At no point did I realize how crazy that was for me to be able to accomplish that. <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> Um, but did it pissed a few people off? Yeah, yeah a few. Um, I can see that. But the people that I pissed off didn't matter. They 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 weren't. They didn't affect my moving up, right? Okay. It was just other employees. So, you know, whatever. Um, Which brings up a good point: if you're not an asset, what are you? Exactly. Yeah, good point. Um. So I'm there and uh, I did I was there for like a few years and like I decided that I didn't want to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. So I went to sell roofs. Yes. Which are always needed in Hurricane Alley. Yeah. Yeah. So I did it. It's not like selling uh, uh, fridges to the Eskimos. This is, this is, this is necessary stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Everyone needs a roof. <laughs> Especially when fucking Hurricane Ivan comes and tears your house down. Well, the first thing you're going to need is a so, roof. I, I went and did that. And, uh, you know, did well. Uh, things happened with the, with, the, with, with the company. Like, I was making good money. And then all of a sudden, like, they decided to, like, mess with the commission structure. And, uh, this was in the roofing sales? Yeah. 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 And uh, I, I got screwed. Yeah, I could see that. So I wasn't too happy, obviously. And uh, I reached out to, you know, the people that I knew at, at the city and mm-hmm. I said, hey, you know, I'm, uh, I'd like to come back. Actually, I reached out to my old supervisor. Uh-huh. And uh, I told her, like, hey, look, you know, if, if you guys got a spot, I'd like to come back. 
and she told uh, well the boss at the time, and they made it happen quick. <laughs> nice, <laughs> you know. So then I was back at at uh back back to uh, the city, and now what I knew also was that my supervisor was getting ready to retire. Mm-hmm. So that was going to open up a spot. So so you needed an A license. I needed an A license to even apply. Which makes sense given the their restrictions and regulations. So I didn't have much time. So I went, scheduled my B. The B test is the hardest one by far. Mm-hmm. Barely passed it, but I passed it. B's get degrees. <laughs> so, like, I think you you needed a, a 70. I got a 73. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> so, got my B. As soon as I got my B, scheduled my A. Mm-hmm. Went through. And what sucked is that at that time, uh, the whole state of Florida had a – they, they – Changed the contract that they had, like so. Before you were able to, you when you took your test, you knew your score right away. Yes. Well, that wasn't the case anymore because they had some issue with the contract and whatever. So you had mm-hmm. to go and that. So you had to wait to get your score. So once I passed, well, I took my A. I had to wait to get my score, so I didn't know what happened. Mine. My A, I felt very confident that, that yes. I passed it. Like, I, I knew I passed that one. But I was just waiting, and, like, I got my score right on time. Like, when I say right on time, I mean, like, the the job posting was going to close, like, in, like, a day. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> and I got my, I got it. I put in, and uh, I did what I had to do, man, and, and and, and I got the supervisor job. Nice. You know? So, you know, it worked out. And, and honestly, I, I love the wastewater field. Mm-hmm. You know? But unfortunately, man, that shift work. <laughs> you know? So, like, night shift? Oh, my God, man. Like, I mean, yeah. rotating every six weeks. Okay. One of the shifts was uh, the weekend midnight shift, right? You would work. You go in Friday night at 11 p.m. Mm-hmm. Get out Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. Go back in uh, Saturday night. 11. At 11. Sunday. Sunday at 11 a.m. Uh, then yeah. you go back to work on Monday at 7 a.m. Yeah. That's so just... you so you worked Monday and Tuesday 7 to 3, 7 a.m. to 3. Dude, that's all sorts of fucked up sleep. Listen, man, the job was literally killing me. Mhm. Physically, I was in the worst conditions that I ever been, man. Like, I was horrible. Like, just, I couldn't find any motivation to work out. 
I was eating like crap. Like I, I had constant bags under my eyes, man. I mean, it was bad, dude. So I don't know if we should say the name of the company we work for because uh, marketing hasn't told me if I should yet. Uh, yeah, probably not. So probably not. <laughs> one of the guys from marketing is like, if you do anything with people from the company, can we link to it? I'm like, as long as you don't mind that we say fuck a lot. <laughs> it's like, I'll think about it. And I'm like, okay, I'll tell you who that is later offline. <laughs> and he may or may not, and you may not see links to it uh, if you follow any of the company accounts. But how did you fall into this line of work? Because how I did is hilarious. Um, It was, it was like pure like accident really man i mean yeah. I, I don't really like like you know i was i was uh at the roofing company because mm-hmm. I, I got out of wastewater again um which i'll tell you it, it sucks man because uh it's not easy to get that a license man uh-huh <laughs> like and not a lot of people have it like i can i can get a job in, in wastewater at any time now, is license. that only for the state of Florida or is it nationwide? No, it's not nationwide, but there are quite a few states that they do reciprocate for, mm-hmm. uh, for the Florida license. Because it's uh, California and Florida are, the, are like the hardest ones to get. Okay. So there are many, many states that do accept the Florida license. However, the state of Florida doesn't accept any license. Well, if they're the hardest, I would understand that. Yeah. Yeah. So... So yeah, man, it, it you know it sucked, man, because like I love it, and and uh, you know I, I busted my ass to get where I got, but it is what it is, right? I mean, I I need to stay alive, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, so you know I, I went to the roofing thing, and you know I was, I was a, a service and repairs manager, and that job just burned me out, man. Like again, I'm dealing with people, with customers. Yes. You know, it's humans, just, they're the worst. Burn me out, man. Between that and, you know, uh, issues with management, <laughs> uh, you know, and not quite seeing eye to eye. Right. So, like, I just uh, I I just had it, man. And I, so I started looking for jobs and. Uh, TRS. I, I want to say that it was like like uh, like Indeed. I think that's where we post on like that. I, I it just kind of sent me a thing like, like you're like matched up. Right. And so I'm like, oh, I'm like, I start reading it and I'm like, man, this is similar to wastewater. Like it, it has a lot of similarities. So like I applied mm-hmm. the next day I got a call from Melanie. Yeah. So I'm like, Oh shit. Oh, Okay. <laughs> like, all right. Um, You're crazy enough to want to work here? Great. <laughs> so, so uh, you know, did the first interview. I think I did like three interviews. Yeah, that sounds about right for us. And, uh, and yeah, I mean, it, 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 it seemed pretty cool, and the numbers were, were decent. And, like, you know, I was like, yeah, man, I mean – you know, obviously the travel part, I had to, you know, talk it out with my wife and make yeah. sure she was cool with it because it's a lot on her, you know. Oh, yeah. With the kids. But, uh, yeah, like, just kind of worked out, man. I, you know, and honestly, man, I'm I'm happy. 
you know? Mm-hmm. Like, my wife tells me all the time. She's like, you seem a lot happier? Yeah. Yeah, well, that's good. Yeah. You are, well, no, I guess Sean smiles a lot, too. But, yeah, you're one of the brighter, smiling-er faces that I've seen <laughs> in the company. Like, dude fucking loves life. <laughs> Man, you know, like, it's not all about money, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like if, if, cause I, I was offered more money to stay in, in the roofing thing. Right. But, uh, it's not, it just wasn't about that, man. I just didn't, didn't like what I was doing, dude. Like, I mean, you know, so like waking up every day and just like, just dreading going to work, you know, mm-hmm. that, that's not the feeling you want, man. You know, no, that's not the feeling you want. You know, like, like you, you got to want to do it. If you struggle to roll out of bed and go take a piss to go to work and whatever the first things you have to do and like it's hard and you don't want to start developing an exit strategy. Absolutely. Don't Amen. just like pull the trigger. And go, fuck you. Fuck you. I'm out. Like, just yes. go. Yes. I got to get out of here. This isn't right. I got to do something that listen, makes me happy. Listen, man. Like what you just said there. Mm-hmm. That's advice for everyone. A lot of people need to listen to that. Oh, yeah. A lot of people, man. Um, but at the same time, like I've had miserable sights with this company. Yeah. Like, I mean, absolutely miserable where it's that every day. I have nothing to look forward to at the end of the day, except maybe like going to the gym or going to a climbing gym or whatever it is after work. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, okay, this site's going to end. I'll go somewhere else. Exactly. Exactly. But it's getting there and it's, and it's sometimes it's a grind because like, you're like, there's at least a year of this. So, but and but that's the thing though, man, is that you know that it's gonna end. Yeah, knowing it's gonna end helps, but when it actually ends, really helps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's a big thing too. Yeah. Man. It, it, it is the fact that like you know we 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 come in, we set up, we transversely. Operate. It also sucks when you leave a great place. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, oh, man, sure, I gotta but like, find but, but like, new. like you know, leaving like Pohatcong. That was bittersweet. It was good and bad. Because, like, the beginning of it was rough with the adjustment of that client and all sorts of the oversight things. But by the end, we got we had a pretty good groove. And even during ops, it was pretty good. But I was only there intermittently during ops. I was mostly there for the construction, which was a year and a half. Wow. Yeah. And... I was there for some of the demob, not all. They pulled me in and out a few times, uh, like the week I that you were there. there yeah. You know, like I started. That's a horrible place to start, and, and, but it's also it, a great place to start because everything after there is just catastrophically listen, awesome. Like, I I was like, if this is gonna be like, like I, I was really questioning at that at that point. That's I was why like, I made sure I told everyone of you guys that were there that week. I'm like, this is not a normal company site. It's not normally like this. We're a lot freer and looser. We're a lot better. I I look at these other sites and I'm like, yeah, this is easy demo. Yeah. I'm like, there's nothing like, but you know, Pohat Kong was a beast, man. Oh yeah. That was a monster. It was (laughs) giant. 
it was oversight up the ass making things 10 times more complicated than it had to be but i also understood where they were coming from and why they wanted things that way and to start off like that i wanted to punch that guy for telling me about my glasses yeah the safety guy yep like i i I wanted to punch him like i'm like (laughs) if you don't get off my ass about about safety glasses like like what am i doing that requires safety glasses right now <laughs> and not only that there's companies that don't care they just need to be able to check that box and, and not only that but the fact that like well, my with glasses is, with them the thing with those types of companies so i won't say their name but they're a large company and we've also worked for large uh oil companies they were a well, drilling company. Say they're an extremely large company. They are an extremely, extremely large, company. large company. But those types of companies, um, their legal departments are so good that if you get injured for something totally not related to your eyes and they find out you weren't wearing safety glasses but it's in their thing, they're not going to pay for your workers' comp. It's things like that. So with him, it was probably more of the like, I need to be able to check that box for you. And it's kind of looking out for you, but him not even being able to articulate it. My problem with that was it was that like I told him, I said, Listen, not what they were saying, how they were saying I, I, it. I said how they were saying it. And the fact that I'm like, I just got here. Mm-hmm. I just started. I can't just order my glasses and get them in a day. Yep. I, I have a crazy prescription. Mm-hmm. Like it takes weeks for me to get them. Not only that, but the glasses that I was wearing at the time, they are extremely impact rated, right? Like, like they were, they're good enough to withstand impact, like yeah, from working or whatever, because I ride a motorcycle, right? Uh-huh. So all of my glasses, I make sure that they're impact rated and all that because that's how I ride. But he wasn't listening to any of that. So he just wanted to see side shields on the side, though? Exactly. Ah, okay. So that's what pissed me off. <laughs> okay, that's understandable. I'm like, all of this because I don't have side shields. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man. So, you know, that, that was my intro to our company. Welcome to the sack. <laughs> <laughs> But, you know, then, you know. And then you got me going, all right, so we're going to climb inside this piece of equipment and just take everything apart so that nothing freezes and shipment and bad things don't happen. And you're like, I can't move like you. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, go around the other side of the box. Crawl through those pipes. It's easier. Oh, man. Hey, I'll tell you, man, get in those condensers, man. Uh, Right now, like, especially it's hot, you know, when it's operating. Yeah. Oh. I tell you what, though, in the middle of winter, that's where you want to be. You're like, please have a problem in the condenser no, today. You're right. So, like, um, when we had that, like, freeze in Alabama. Yes. So, I went there not ready for that mm-hmm. at all. <laughs> like, I did not have the appropriate clothing <laughs> for that. And uh, let me tell you, man. Those condensers were my best friends. Oh, yeah. Because uh, another thing. You throw thing, your gloves on that primary knockout pot, warm them up for a absolutely. few minutes, and put them back on. You're like, yeah. Absolutely. Because another thing is that our um, our trailer over there, mm-hmm. our little box. The Connex? The tool one? No, no, no. Or are you the, at an the, office trailer? Uh, the office. Okay. 
The heater doesn't work. Oh, fun. And it hasn't worked. Ever. Great. <laughs> the AC barely works. <laughs> awesome. So, uh, so yeah, man. But, you know, I'll tell you this, man. Like, going to that site, like, really changed everything. You know, like, when, mm. when I when I went there, started seeing what we were doing, I was like, okay, no, no, I, this makes more sense to me. You know? Yeah. When you operate sites, building them makes way more sense. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's something that I that I've said before is that like the more that I see on the process, the more that I understand because that's how my mind works. I'm a mechanic, yeah. you know? So I need to see the nuts and bolts. Like I, I can't, it, you can sit here and tell me all day, but until I see it, like going in the ground and like how it goes in the ground and all of that, until I see that, it's not really going to make sense to me. You should talk to, I'll find, I'll find someone who might have it or could find it for you. But if you can see like the ground heat ups, like the thermal models of like what's actually happening, like where they take the temperature probes and like across the state, create a 3d heat model. Yeah. Marketing probably has them. But like, once you see that and you're like, Oh, that's so cool. And like, it'll make sense because like it's time lapse. Yeah. You'll be able to see like at the different depths and you're like, whoa, and, like it started making way more sense then. And you're just like, okay. And like, you can like visualize it inside your head. Like yeah. I get it too, because like same way mechanic where it's just yeah. like, what do you mean? I can't touch the problem. That's 30 feet below ground. <laughs> I can take out a, an actuator for an aircraft. Why can't I fix that? we just need more power give it more power then <laughs> that's not a problem the wire is too small well, fuck yeah man so like we have limits i don't understand these words you're saying to me right now <laughs> so you know and then coming over here you know was great because you know sean's different and yeah like, you know uh you know between you and him and like you know, being able to to work together, like, it's, it makes a big difference, you know? Yeah. Uh, and that's what it's all about, right? Like, man, you're doing something, it's work, right? So, like, yeah. work is work. But, like, to be able to do it with, like, people that you actually get along with and that you can learn with and, like, you know, just work well with each other and all of that. like Solid dudes that will explain the work explain why for the work and not just because I said so, or because someone designed it this way yeah. are going to pay way more dividends than just doing it and then figuring it out on your own a year later. Absolutely. Which is, I kind of got trained that way, but I also kind of didn't because I was and wasn't paying attention. Some of it I could absorb and some of it I couldn't. Right. Cause I came, so I got out of the Marines in 2008 and I started here in 2010. Like, I had nothing other than, like, they pretty much hired me because, like, you can go righty tighty lefty or loosey on anything, can't you? I'm like, yep. <laughs> you know it. Like, you seem like you got a brain inside you that you'll see, you'll figure this out. And, like, I knew nothing about the environmental field, water, contamination, um, anything. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, parts per million, parts per billion, like, stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> 
Like, I know how to paint an aircraft and take off parts. I'm like, all right. <laughs> like, I learned it all. I was like, oh, I'm like, can you explain this? <laughs> like, I asked that a lot. I'm like, I have no idea what I'm looking at. Yeah. And, you know, and, and but then I, they're like, go take that apart. I'm like, I can do it. And, and I can tell that, like, you know, as a company, you're kind of used to getting people that don't have the experience, right? Like, like where, yeah, like, you know, different people that I've worked with, like, it's like, kind of like, I'm trying to like, like, listen, like, just explain it to me. Like, I don't, don't Barney level it. Like, don't bring it down to Barney level. Like, mm. tell me what's actually going on. I will understand it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you I know? think the problem is, is a lot of people don't know how to explain it past that Barney level. It's because, hard. well, 90% of the people we talk to, maybe even more than that, have no idea. Like, and so you're like trying to explain, like, it's like, you're doing what? Like, we're putting toaster elements in the ground. I don't know. I'm cooking dirt. <laughs> <laughs> I when, when people ask me what I do, right, I say, uh, I say, environmental. Yeah. Because, right? like, if I tell somebody, you know, uh, thermal remediation, right? Yeah. They're, they're not going to know what the hell What's that? About. So, like, I just say, no, nah, it's environmental, you know. And then if we go any further and, like, they ask, uh, I'm like, we make soil get really hot. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and uh, and that takes care of contaminants. I don't try to go into how, you know. But then if we do go in, in any further and it's like, well, you know, when, when you get it really hot, then it, it basically becomes steam, and then we we capture that steam and mm -hmm. we treat the steam. Yes. Oh, okay. They kind of get it. You know, I try to leave it at that because then once you get beyond that, it's like you know you're gonna lose them. Oh, definitely. You know, like when you start talking about you know primary pots and secondary pots. <laughs> yeah, I just go. Yeah, we. Uh heat this basically imagine the earth as a pot of water and we are taking a section of the pot of water and we're boiling it yeah 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 in a nutshell <laughs> we're, we're boiling a section off and just everything that's contaminated that we're trying to capture has a lower boiling point than water so what we're doing works great what, what's what's funny to me is how like if you tell somebody that we use activated carbon Yes, that one hangs them up. Yeah. Meanwhile, they have they use activated carbon usually like odor eaters. Yeah. Yeah, the little shoe balls. Or in like many other things around your house. Mm -hmm. It's you got activated carbon. You got a carbon water but water filter? Knows. Yeah, but nobody yeah. knows. Nobody knows. Oh, once you start explaining that, they're like, "Really?" And then they start seeing it everywhere. They'll come back to you and they'll be like, "I saw it over in this." I'm like, "Yeah, they have that in there yeah. too." It's everywhere. It's amazing. It's great stuff. <laughs> you really want to blow their mind? Learn the chemistry of how activated carbon works. Oh my God, man. I've explained it to a few people and they're like, that's so crazy. I'm like, no, that's just science. I try to explain a wet scrubber odor control system to somebody one time. Uh -huh. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had a. I've explained my job to a few people who grasp it and then afterwards they get done they're like oh yeah i teach like this form of science or this 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 or that and it's just like 
That's why you asked intelligent questions. Good on you. You played me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, w- wastewater is the same thing. Yep. You know, except like wastewater is a lot more, you know, because you mm-hmm. got you've got chemistry, you got microbiology, mm-hmm. you've got, you know, uh, physics. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is a ton of science. You guys got air strippers in those? Air strippers. So like the water comes in on the top and then there's plates that go back oh, and yeah, forth yeah. with holes. Oh, yeah, yeah. you talking about like for odor the, control? Well, it's just in the entire plant for anything. For odor control. I don't know if it would yeah, be odor control it. or uh, what. Yeah, for odor control, uh, that that's basically how that how that works with the, with the trays. Um, mm-hmm. uh, liquid oxygen. Yeah, that's fun stuff. Also works with trays. Nice. And you know this change of temperature and the, and the, and the steam that comes up and mm-hmm. all of that. Uh, you know, some of it is liquid oxygen, and the other one is you know gaseous oxygen okay so like it's a yeah man there's a lot there's a lot well i believe it i mean there there's there's plants that have that make their own liquid oxygen Mm -hmm. right and then they also use it to create um ozone oh for their final treatment so instead of using a uh, chlorine or you know bleach or anything like that yeah they use ozone that's pretty cool and ozone you don't have to remove from the water right so like if you use ozone and you discharge to a body of water you can just discharge because the ozone just evaporates out or i don't know if and evaporates it's, the right like word the greatest disinfectant oh that's amazing like way better than than uh than chlorine this is wastewater side only? Yeah. So could you use ozone in, like, the stuff that comes through our pipes? Or don't you know? It's expensive. I can see that. It's expensive because you got to basically make O2 and O3. Mm. So you got to uh, electrically charge it. A lot of power. Yeah. Yeah. Tons of power. <laughs> <laughs> Which brings me back to my grandpa's point. I should have went nuclear Navy. <laughs> It's a lot of power. Nuclear stuff is great. Yeah. But yeah, man. So, so yeah, dude. So now, now we're here, man. Yeah. And we've been doing this for about three hours and 15 minutes. That sounds about right. <laughs> According to the timer on that board. We, we got to eat pizza. We do have to eat pizza. <laughs> Drink whiskey. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, let's, uh, call this for today. And, uh, I don't know. We'll pick this up back up at another date and time whenever we feel like yeah. it. Sounds good. Because I man. bring this stuff with me and having no video equipment and just a board and some microphones is great. And, and, and we have nothing else to do, man. Let's be honest. Like we, we have I really like going to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. <laughs> it's true. It's true. All right, man. I appreciate right, man. it, brother. Well, yeah. Uh anytime and uh we're gonna eat some pizza and then go to work tomorrow and <laughs> continue doing this week and many, many more. So, peace out.